welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. We are having our welcome 2024 celebration tonight. I am very, very excited about that. First of all, I would like to give you the number to call in if you'd like to read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to read. First, we have some stuff to go over before we get on to the rest of the show, so I'm going to do that quickly. First, I want to make sure that we all say a big happy birthday to Dave Kuhn, my blue man. He is also one of our sponsors, so if you guys get a chance, jump over on his page and wish him a happy birthday. So Dave Kuhn, we love you, and this is for you. For everybody else, I apologize. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, darling Dave. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Now you know why I'm not a singer. (laughs) To remind you guys that we are coming up on the end of our broadcasting year and we'll be starting our fundraiser soon. So if you're interested in sponsoring the Speakeasy Cafe for our 2024 season, shoot me a message, let me know. We are probably going to be starting up the fundraiser right around next week's show sometime. I've got some things I've got to get up there so that it works right because we're using that new site again. So. Watch for that. If you're interested and you want to do a donation outside of our fundraiser page, you can do that with Cash App. You can do that with PayPal. You can do that with whatever. Shoot me a message. If you'd like to be a sponsor, let me know, and we will get you hooked up. You get this cool banner and everything. It's really awesome. (laughs) I joke about this, but it is really important because this show would no longer be on the air were it not for you guys for the help of our community, and it really touches me. We just had our 16th anniversary show, and we touched on this a little bit, so I'm not going to go into great detail on it. But it it really makes my heart sing the way you guys have created this amazing, incredible community and the support you show each other. Even though we have every person from every walk of life, every religious background, every belief system, every gender modification, every everything. I mean, we are the biggest diverse group melting pot that I've ever seen in my life. And I have never seen a community like this that supports each other in 16 years. We have never had one issue of disrespect on this show. Do you guys understand how incredible that is, how amazing you are? I am so proud to be a part of this with you. So... Oh, yeah, that was a tangent. Rewind. Okay, back where I was. All right, so sponsors. It's really important to thank our sponsors, and we're going to do that now, our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors, because, as I said, we wouldn't be here without them. When I first started the show, 
you know, I could do this fine on my own. But in the last 16 years, prices have gone up for the licenses that I just can't do it on my own anymore. And if it were not for you guys in the community stepping up and helping me with this, we would not still be here. So it is really, really important to take a moment and thank these people and let them know every single week that we appreciate what they have done. We appreciate the fact that we're all hanging out together tonight because of them. So a thank you to our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors, and they are Annabelle Ashire, Denny Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, who is a big lover of poetry, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shevsik, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I also want to thank those who anonymously made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Rain Man, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. You guys are incredible. And thank you. Thank you for the fact that we're all here together tonight. All right. So now, guys, it is time for, do you know what it is time for? Anybody? Anybody? I'm sure you do. It is time for inspiration from the inkwell. (laughs) Have your papers and pencils ready, and we're going to go through our little mini workshop real quick. It's going to be a short one tonight because I have some stuff I want to uh, talk with you about a little bit later as as we bring you on. So, Tonight we are only going to be doing your prompts, and then within the next two weeks we're going to be starting up our full workshops again. Uh, I've got things I'm putting together for that, but really how tonight goes will depend on how I set that up. So there's a method to my madness. I'm going to start you off tonight with our poetry prompts. Now remember, prompts are like seeds planted. It's like I'm holding a little dandelion fluff and blowing it out in the air and all the seeds are the same and they land in all different places and who knows what they're going to grow into. That's the magic of it. Remember with these prompts, you can use them as the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of the poem. If I give you the prompt of war, you don't have to use a war for us to know the poems about war. Okay. All right. So let's get started. Number one, first prompt, whole Hearted. Wholehearted. Number two, under the overland. Under the overland. Number three, when there is no more history. When there is no more history. Number four, a funny thing happened to me on my way to the new year. A funny thing happened to me on my way to the new year. Tears from the moon. Tears from the moon. Six. Oh, the... (laughs) I love this one. Thank you, Pam. Oh, the plans I have for me. Oh, the plans I have for me. Number seven. Scrapbook. Scrapbook. Number eight. Hashtag love above the label. Hashtag 
love above the label. Number nine, unity and love are strong weapons. Unity and love are strong weapons. Guess skeleton decomposing. Loosely connected like a skeleton decomposing. Number 11, I almost said hello. I almost said hello. Number 12, where's my new zigzags? Where's my new zigzags? Number 13, where the truth lies. Where the truth lies. Number 14, hopes found. Hopes lost and found. And you get to decide if it's possessive hopes like the lost and found box at at Hope's Place or if it's talking about your hopes and dreams. All in the punctuation. And my contribution for this week, number 15, bucket list. Bucket list. All right. So those are your 15 prompts. Before you sit down and write to those, remember what we do with our Pick Apart a Prompt writing exercise, and you should do this before you sit down and write to anything that inspires you. What I would like you to do for this is you start with number one, your first prompt. You write at the top clean journal page, and then underneath that, I want you to write six different poems you could write to that one prompt. So don't write the poem yet. I want to know the ideas for six different poems you could write that one prompt. Once you have those six, jump down, do number two, number three, all the way till you have at least six different poem ideas for all of the 15 prompts. And I promise you, ask Jessica, you will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. You're going to be off and writing, and it's going to be something that surprises you. You know, we all have that knee-jerk reaction that we get when something inspires us. You know, if somebody says the word red, there's things that come to your mind instantly. But that's going to be different for a lot of people because our programming is different. Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Back in track. Let's rewind it again. <laughs> All right. So write your prompt down. Where did I go? I got lost. <laughs> All right. So. It's going to be something that you're going to be off and running with, and it's going to be something that's going to absolutely surprise you, because once you get past that need, there we go, once you get past that knee-jerk reaction um, response to something that inspires you, you're going to find the things that are a little different. You know, if I say summer, we're all going to think of something, you know, warm and shiny in there. You know, what else could it be? What else could it stand for? Really twist these things and turn them up inside down and shake them with a bag, whatever you have to do. But find some really neat ideas and something is going to be amazing and you're just going to go, wow. All right? So take all of the 15 prompts, write down at least six different poems you could write to each prompt and then find one to go running with. I want to go ahead real quick and remind you that as Food for Our Creative Souls, We are always focusing on reading, reading, reading. You have to have that input in order to have output. If we all lived in this little white room, and that's the only thing we knew, white walls, white door, white window, never left, and we were sat down and asked to write about something, what would we write about? So you have to do these things in life. You have to do things that are going to 
give you experiences. And that can be, you know, reading is a huge one. It's like the most accessible. You can take five minutes break and, you know, put something amazingly new in your head. But it also includes the way you live life. You know, and I always like to throw this in there. Take a wrong turn. Go a different direction on the way home. Shop at a different grocery store. Go to a different restaurant. Go to the store and buy something that you absolutely normally would not wear and wear it. That seems like a silly one, but that's actually a really good one, you guys. Okay. So anyway, you get the idea. You have to have input in order to have output. So make sure that you are feeding your brain. You are what you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. Remember, as our writer's discipline, the thing that we charge ourselves to do and must do, that's why it's called a discipline, every day. And out of everything I ever give you, and I just keep reminding you this, and people who are brand new, you're hearing it for the first time, but it's the truth. Out of everything I give you, this one thing right here is the most important thing and the most beneficial thing for so many different reasons that you could do as a writer. To become a better writer, to grow everything. All right, And that is to every day when you wake up and you open your eyes, I want you to start your day looking for 17 syllables. Every day, I want you to write a haiku poem. And I get these people, I don't like writing haikus, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. That's why it's called a discipline, you guys. If you get hung up on the word haiku, then I want you to write a 17-syllable sentence. Now there's an excuse, is there, right? (laughs) Go out and find your 17 syllables. From point A to point B, find them. And take the time to stop and write them down when you think about it. Don't wait. How much of your day do you give away to someone else for no reason or for not good reasons? Or for maybe a good reason, but still, you're giving your moments away. How many of them belong to you? Take 17 syllables worth of time back out of your day every day. Go out and find them. Get them written down. All right. So the next thing I wanted you to do is play, actually I'm going to play a recording first because we always start and end every episode with an audio track. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. And then we're going to get into some things we're going to be doing for our 2024 Welcome, Hello, We Have Arrived celebration. So the track that I'm going to play before we do that is by Joe Kidd. It's called Doorways, and it's from his book, The Invisible Watering Hole. Here you go. I'm thinking about doorways. It's crazy how many doorways we walk through in a day and in a lifetime. We walk through large, elaborate doorways, often to places of worship or places of commerce. We walk through small, inconspicuous doorways, perhaps to a child's playhouse or an animal shelter, hospital rooms, prison cells, Offices, studios, bathrooms, all have unique doorways. Sometimes the doorways are in our heads. Doorways to artistic inspiration. Doorways to dreams. Doorways to life and to death. When we walk through doorways, 
we leave an established existence to enter into the unforeseen. For no matter how we may imagine the other side, we can never be completely certain of where a doorway leads until we open it and walk through. There's one particular doorway that I walk through several times each month in Detroit. To get to it, I must park my Jeep in a structure and walk down the street, often past homeless people who are constantly asking for money. Last week, it happened that I was doing my usual routine when just as I was about to enter a doorway to a building that housed a small restaurant in the office where I had an appointment, I was approached. A nice-looking man about my age, maybe younger, asked me if I could spare enough money for him to go into the restaurant to buy lunch. I told him I could not and proceeded past. As I got to the doorway, I decided to go back and give him some money. I quickly pulled out all the money in my pocket, pushed it into his hand, and turned to go. He stopped me, saying, Mister, all I asked you for was enough money for a sandwich. Overcome by that remark, all I could say was, Sorry, man, you want me to take some back? He said, No, but do you have time to have lunch with me? I couldn't believe what was happening. I thought, this must be some kind of a setup. In defense against trouble, although I did have time, I said, no, I must keep moving. Someone is waiting for me inside. I turned again, and as I got to the doorway, he said, hey, hey, mister, would you have lunch with me some other time? I turned and said, well, if I ever get the opportunity, I will. He said, okay, thanks. That was it. As I got to that doorway for the last time, I decided that it might be interesting to see what this guy was really like. So I turned, saying, wait a minute. And he was gone. Vanished in an instant. Disappeared into thin air. I had the chance to walk through a doorway, and I blew it. That is absolutely an incredible piece. I love the whole prose nature of it. I love the lesson it teaches. Just incredibly awesome. You can find more of his work 
two D's, K-I-D-D, on YouTube. If you want to check him out, he's awesome. All right. So now you guys know what time it is. It's time for you, the poets. Before we get to the lines, I want to tell you what we're going to do for our 2024 celebration. We are, okay, Jimmy, I see you took yourself out. I just need to address that very quickly. I see you took yourself out of line. I'll watch, your, watch for you to come back in and bring you on as soon as you come back on. Okay? I, I got your back, kid. All right. So I want to take a moment and tell you about our 2024 celebration is where I was at. Tonight I want to ask you questions about what, you're going, what your goals are for the new year in writing. What kind of things do you want? If we've got a brand new year ahead of us, I want you to think about what you want to accomplish this year with your writing. So I'm probably not going to go into a whole bunch of detail, depending on the phone lines, about the reads, because I want to have time, give you guys time to talk about that, what you'd like to do for this year, what are your writing goals. So the, there's a couple of different things I want you to think about. You can pick any of these, and we can touch on them. Um, but I want to find out, like I said, what your writing goals are. What would you like to accomplish? That's the first one. Number two, I'd kind of like to know what you need to do to reach those goals. It's fine to have a goal, but what are you going to do to reach it? What are your plans? What are your steps? All right. And number three, to know what things, tools, or information, or what kind of help you can get from the Speakeasy Cafe and its community, what, do you, what kind of things do you need that are going to help you to reach those goals? So what can the Speakeasy Cafe and its community do to help you reach those goals this year? And then next, number four, what creative outlets are you going to explore this year outside of writing? I saw a post from Robbie today, and he's going to be taking up drawing and painting this year. That's his, one of his creative goals and endeavors for 2024. I'm real excited to see what he does with that. So what creative outlets are you going to explore this year outside of writing? So you can touch on those things. Or the, those are the questions I have pr- proposed, proposed to you tonight. Keep your answers brief and to the point so we have time to chat with everyone. I will do my very best not to run off on tangents, and I'm counting on you all to help keep me in line. All right. So once again, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. And when you call in, I do write your numbers down so that, like Jimmy, where he had to jump out of line, you really don't lose your place in line. So that works. Okay. So the callers order you call in. Caller is going to be 731, by the way. So just give you a heads up, let you know that you're going to be coming on first. When I bring you guys on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading, and it's very important that your name is attached to your work. You can read two poems right now. 
If the lines get too busy and I have to cut that back to one, I will let you know. If it happens on your turn, I sincerely apologize. But right now, you're good at reading too. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better and you start building up that whole writer's network. Please remember tonight when you're choosing the pieces to read that we have a mature rating. So listeners, you're bound to hear just about anything with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. We have mature rating, not an adult rating. You guys know where that line is. Don't mess up my rating. (laughs) I'm going to actually give you the first three callers so you have a heads up. And the only way this will change is if because he was our first caller tonight. So unless Jimmy gets back in time to disrupt this, our first callers are 731, 573, and 512. So that's going to be our starting lineup for the evening. Let's go ahead and bring on 731. You are on the air. Hello, this is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. How's my little firefly doing? He's desperately trying to hang on to his voice. I'm alternating between hot coffee and ice water. Oh, no. (laughs) You need to get some honey, honey. Um, Not a bad idea. Honey and bourbon. Warm honey and bourbon. I don't drink alcohol. What are you trying to Then get fake fake bourbon. Mm. Okay. All right. (laughs) I wrote something on Facebook this morning. I wrote it about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. I wrote it in my sleep. I was really surprised when I woke up and saw it. I had done so well. Here's what I wrote. I'm reminded of a time I went outside to hang clothes on the line. The clothesline was empty. The sun was shining. A breeze was blowing. There were no birds in sight. And finally, I forgot to bring the clothespins. After a moment, I reluctantly went back inside to get some clothespins. And when I came back outside, I saw a dog running away with my boxer shorts. He wasn't even my dog. In peace. <laughs> that is so awesome. You gotta watch those cause and effect and chain of events. <laughs> mm. I love that. And I love that you're writing poetry in your sleep. Thanks. It had no title. And what I'm gonna read now has no title. This is from my close friend, Alba Hernandez Abrego. We knew her on MySpace as Alba Bama. She's a very profound writer. She's, she's, a, she's a people person. So <clears throat> here's Alba's poem from this week, which is untitled. It seems that every time artists are in front of a blank canvas, an overwhelming feeling of anxiety can hit them. There's a certain kind of trauma attached to the idea of throwing paint over something as perfect as a white surface. 
You can observe us from a distance, analyzing the situation, hundreds of thoughts per minute, each minute, eternal. Once that fear or anxiety is surpassed, the magic begins. Depending on the artist, it could could be calmly or so passionately that you could almost say there's fury. But going back to the first thought, that freezing fragment of time, the fear of ruining something impeccable, just before feeling confident and craving for color, for texture. Yes, if only we were as careful for life with words, setting intentions and awareness of our responsibilities towards others and ourselves. That would be incredibly beautiful. I'm painting my walls white. In peace. I love Alba so much. Incredible. That was a beautiful poem. I'm really, really glad you chose to share that. Good. That's really funny is... Do you remember the first of the show when I sang happy birthday to Dave Kuhn? Yes. Do you, and he's one of the dearest people that I know. And do you remember how I met him? Absolutely, I do not. You did a story. He was part of the writing group when I met you, but I didn't really talk to him or know him. And you wrote a story where you paired him and I up and there was a volcano that had to do something and he was blue. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was in the lake. I would love for you to come read that sometime. But that's when I first started talking to Dave. That's when he became became my blue man. And today's his birthday and I was looking at that and it has how old he is up there. And I'm not going to say that because that's his business on the air. But I was looking at that and I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I have known him for like even before the show started like 20 years when I first met all of you guys back on MySpace and it's just you know meet you and you know what you mean to me and you know I met him through you I met a lot of people through you you Pied Piper of Poets you Mm. but just made me smile realizing how you know 20 years ago you know we were all just babies now look at this, all mature and grown up. <laughs> Maybe, sometimes. There we go. All right. Michael, I love, I love what you read of yours. I think that you should keep a journal or paper and pencil by your bed all the time. So you have, you know, that would be a really cool book to start, you know, Sleeping Dreams or or being poems or whatever you want to do. But just having little snid, tidbits snippet thoughts like that written down all from when you wake up be cool I really liked it a lot and I love that you shared out okay I'm done I'm done too hey what are your goals for this new year I didn't even don't let me get away with that yeah what goals do you have for the new year writing goals or what new creative endeavor are you going to sink your fingertips into or just what do you have planned? What can we do to help you reach your goals? What are you doing? Um, I, oh, my 
poetry page, MikeTodd.blogspot.com. My goal is to post a blog of haiku we talked about the other day. So is there anything that we as a community can do to help you? Stop by and visit when I'm good. You know what you think about it. There's going to be 80 haikus on the blog. Really goodness if I wouldn't like it. Well, make sure you let us know when you get that up and running, okay? I'll do it. Glad. All right, sweetheart. Love you dearly. Happy New Year to you, sweetheart. Happy New Year to you and everybody tonight. (laughs) Good night, honey. Okay. Jimmy is still running around with the babes. So let's go ahead and grab area code 573. 573? Is this Sin? I've never seen the ocean like this one. What's going on? Happy fucking New Year. This is the year of Sin. Now, last year was year of sin as well, right? But that was me regrouping and coming back to me. Now, <laughs> watch out. Look what I'm planning. <sighs> Happy New Year, darling. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, sweetheart. Happy New Year, sweetheart. Let's do this. I, I want to give you a piece uh, that I wrote probably a week before the year's in, and then my last piece of the year. I've yet to write anything this year. When I'm moved, I will. I don't rush myself, because I'm always on time. This <laughs> is what isn't delusional. At times, I'm that case. I take care of mine, always, but not my way. I realize I'm no longer staring lobotomy. My growth, I swallow every day more easily. Yet refrain is acknowledgement of what the social sees easily. But I understand like that who did not. See, blind eyes die in compliance of right. And it stripped humanity from me. No longer. Do I hate me? The surface scab you made an abrasion of me. Not rotten, decline. However, in my mind, to be an octopus of catastrophe. Won't you pick my scab? So I may begin a new scan that solvated deteriorate your catastrophe. A fancy exception on what was right, hun. What will be is... <laughs> A beautiful grin. <laughs> Giggle. As I feel all so beautifully. Now, evolving from the rot of your false begins, I shed new skin. No exceptions. I reconstruct the creation. I knew faded in your silver screen, Dossie. I was jaded. To rights not fit to bear, and the lie was your dare. And it was seen imploded the buckery. Steps of absence cease. 
I long to embrace mothers so now that I'm clean. I want baptized and salted bliss. It's not obscene living relentlessly aware. It's why magic medicine gives two shits. Hung on blinded, however burns the real of light, you can't there exist as well under a shell of deceit, the dust forbode in the absence of truthful eyes, rain is fire, wind blow, fucking obscenities, in the autumn of dire seasons where the currency doesn't equal an apology. There's wicked and dangerous <laughs> giggles of rampant now to be quelled, unleashed by you. I wonder to wonder why, why, why. Turn page of backward progression into all of such lies. I could have enjoyed bending the rules together. Minus fucking hate. It's spiked and thou. Be thy decree, as cows go moo, and I was lost in the oblivion of you. Part of my medicine, the drug, you, your foot, what? Damn the fuck out of me, to love relentlessly. Who do you, oh, hit to me, oh, you're so mean. The pepper spray, <laughs> yeah, the pepper spray? Yeah, I blinded the way. Your invitation, I should have had more hesitation. Put your, oh, your glove, it's so right. Truly green, my adoration. Deteriorated in your green. Now it's a declaration. I may be alone. And the last you prohibited with procrastination. What the fuck, bitch? It's my bag. Please. <laughs> it's obviously that I am destined for greatness. You try to swallow in your fucking breed. The buckwheat breeze. Is that end poem? Are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I said the buckwheat breeze. <laughs> you know, I, I think that your delivery on that piece was impeccable. Your little giggles, your, I mean, you brought a sense of strength, like strength and instability all in one into that piece. Strength and instability. That would be me. I am the conundrum that grins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing, you know, like I wrote this I wrote this the other day and it's a little sin zen moment. I could sit with all of me, even the undesirable, for any night of strain and doing such I protect myself from harm and that from others and that such wit. Because action doesn't always take movement. Sun zen, Betty, sun zen. Now, are you going to do? Are you going to do just one or two tonight, baby? 
not, not for my final poem of the year. There we go. This is uh, this is gonna blow your fucking mind. This is finally, 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 finally coming home. I'm showing twenty lost eons whilst I pick off the iron shirt that kept me alive. Such harmonious melodies get lost in the static champagne of a living wet dream. Now we're setting back in alignment is sometimes trying to mind. Smoked palm rings didn't understand lost choice. Based from rotted principles, I make choices. Sacrifice skin. However, in the light I have right, I was wrong, but ready. Not always easily swallowed or tainted abrasions that loose time. Black couch shines. I was pilfered in soul. I now let go. Slipping back to what I once knew, I know who I was and am to be. These choices now are mine, and I'm ready to fulfill what was misread under neglected palms. Reaching strings no longer hectic. The vibrations are citadel drums. I steal into what I always cherish as strum. Blessed with the vibrations now, I succumb to that which makes me whole. Two years on twenty, and I still think of you in torrid visions where I lost myself. It hurts ever so. But, but I know I am now finding home away from the vacant. My resolve is not snapping. Came to slay as I walk on no eggshell anymore. Let me start. Ah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. This coming year, three will reside the court that made me. I will rejoice in it, which was always to be. Oh, oh, yeah. I found my way home. Inside me, it's where I belong. Heavenly, the Bakery Breeze. Wow, absolutely intense. You're on. You're starting the new year off on an incredible note. It's a year said I'm in. Are you? <laughs> Ride the snake, the ancient snake. To the lake. He's long, baby. Seven miles. <laughs> do time, do time. Watch out. Here I come. <laughs> oh, awesome job, sweetheart. Awesome job, do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Find you. Click your heels. Still there? There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Oh, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Hey, do you have any, uh, let me ask you this quick. Do you have any, uh, 
writing goals for the new year? Oh, yeah. I'm getting published. There is a competition for chat books. There's three winners, and I'm going to win two of them, motherfuckers. The world's going to find out who the fuck sentence. Watch out, baby. Here I come. <laughs> well, good luck to you on that. Will you good keep us posted on, on how it's going? Uh, we'll know in April. We'll know in April. Yeah. I, got, I got like Very five cool. chat books I could do, but there's two intentional, so we got to go. I'll keep my fingers and toes crossed for you. I know you're going to do great. You're going to win all three. You don't know it yet, but there's no cost in it, nothing, baby. I got this shit. You do. All right. Thank you so much, hon, for calling in tonight and reading. Appreciate you more than you know. Okay. Our next caller tonight comes from area code 512. 512, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, it's sweetheart. I'm glad you were able to make it on. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I really needed some distraction. <laughs> this, well, that we can do for you. Distraction. Um, so, um, my goal, I'll just say at the beginning, um, which is the, what my goals are when I start to write poems lately is just to stretch more and to, um, condense more, um, stretching more into writing poems about things that are positive and uh, for every negative, I will do a positive poem and um, a hopeful poem. And then also, um, you know, I love to do haiku. Um, I've done one of my poems tonight is another haiku poem. Um, and I put an extra um, emphasis in there to actually rhyme the first and the last lines. So um, I'm just really trying to challenge myself um, like never before. You know, I love that you're doing that. I love that you're like making – one of the things I did one year was for my goal for the year was to learn two new poetry forms every single month for the Mm -hmm. whole year. And I didn't didn't do it. I didn't – but I did a lot, you know, so I was proud of myself. You know, you have to give yourselves that ability to be human and, you know, take baby steps, reach your goals, get it done, and don't kill yourself if you don't. But I didn't I didn't do 24, but I did close. And it was a lot of fun because it was learning things that I had, you know, the, the forms and stuff. And you really have to think hard on what words you use. And that's what makes me think about what you're doing there is because it challenges you. It really 100%. does challenge you because you're going to have to be really careful with the, what, you know, you're going to have to rethink and, and rewrite. And I think that's an awesome, awesome goal. Well, hopefully. It's really going to help you grow. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I want to grow. What are your goals as a writer? Um, after I die, they don't get all thrown in the trash can. <laughs> Do you want to know how I'm making sure that doesn't happen? 
One of the poets, when I did the list of sponsors, one of the poets that a donation was made anonymously for was Ray Neighbors. And when I met Ray, he came to the show years and years and years ago and read a poem called Buried in a Thousand Places, and it changed my life. During the 60s, he was a beatnik poet that ran the rails, you know, ran the railroad, jumped on the railroad cars like the, Uh you know, the, the cool, yeah. And all along the travels, he would take his poetry and he would bury it all over everywhere. Never kept copies oh, of it either. Just, he buried it as he went. And so this is a poem about his life and doing that. And so I do the same thing now. When I go somewhere, I, I'll take, some, you know, like an airtight container. And when I go somewhere, it's like, oh, okay, I'll put this in there and leave it. Somebody's going to find him someday. Wow. So, so how cool would that be for you for the New Year's? If that's your goal as a writer then for you, for the New Year's, I'm giving you the goal of creating yourself some poetic time capsules and four of them, the minimum four of them this year and go out and hide them somewhere in the world where someday they will be found. That's very cool. Like a hundred years from now be found. Like drop them in the bottom of a cave or something. (laughs) Wow. Something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. That would also get me out of the house. <laughs> it would. So. And that's important because you, you can't, I mean, you can only have so much put in your own home unless you're watching TV mm-hmm. 24-7, which mm-hmm. is just a life suck. My life started mm-hmm. over when I got rid of my TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you can, you'll get good inspiration going out there and doing those things. And then you can write a poem about each place you buried them. True. And that would be a really interesting concept for a whole new book. Give me an inch, I take a mile. <laughs> yeah, there's actually um, some uh, caves in uh, a town, a town about three towns from where I live, and uh, or caverns, I'm sorry. And I've always wanted to go there, and I never have. And when you said leave it somewhere, you know, like unusual or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do that and leave a poem there so that I get to see the caverns. I actually go there and experience them. And then when I get home, I can write about my inspiration of the caverns. What if you put together your little time capsule, you went there and sat down and wrote a haiku or something, put it in there about the place that you're leaving it, and put it in there, and then did the rest too. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to leave a poem there, you should leave a piece of yourself and then a piece of the place, write a poem about where you are. That would That'd be, be real cool. That, I, I, I'm so excited that you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and see, then it doesn't matter because you're going to make sure that they don't all get thrown in the garbage. Of course, everybody yeah. has strict instructions that they either fill my journals for 100 years before they open them or they burn them upon my death. Still alive that know it's in my, that, you know, that I don't want people reading my journals. No, my kids would be horrified. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor traumatized get, little, little angels. <laughs> yeah, I get that. 
I get that. Most of mine are, are about someone about my child, so I get that. Very cool. Well, what are you going to share with us tonight, honey? Okay, well, the first one is the one with the haikus, and um, it's called Rebegin. Once again I cry, dark red blood flows down my cheeks. Will they ever dry? I stare at the stars and wonder where I went wrong. Please unlock these bars. Open up your heart. Let your hurt come pouring out. Tell me where to start. Death lays in silence. It makes my pen stab us both, killing like violence. Let the sun shine in. Then maybe we can warm up, start, and re-begin. End piece. You know, it's really hard sometimes because you could set 10 people down in front of the Mona Lisa and then give them a paper and pencil and ask all of them to write what they saw and they would all write something different. And so when I listen to you guys read, I get an image in my head that your words create. And, you know, then it's like, do I, do I say that? Because what if I'm wrong? But the whole time you were reading that, my interpretation of that as a listener was just this horrible inner struggle going on, you know, and I God, don't know if that was yes. your intent of it, but it was it's just like the the internal yeah, this internal fight, this internal struggle. Yeah. And neither one's right or wrong, but both of them are strong. Yes. You know? Yes. And recognize yes. that each one's a part of the other. So there's there's almost like a connective a connected like siblings. Maybe that's what made me think about the whole inner voice thing. So I don't know if I'm right or not, but that's what I, I thought it was awesome. Um. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tug of war. And um, I don't know how to meet the tug of war, meet in the middle rather than someone end up in the mud. You know, that should be like on a T-shirt or something. I don't know how to win a tug-of-war without someone ending up in the mud. You need to write that down. Go write that down right now. Seriously, I'm going to write it down for you. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, well, the and second I, one was was my challenge to um, do a positive poem about something other than my uh, – um, Ruminations. Um, I wanted to stretch outside myself, so I call it anew. Create hope to kill the haunting. Turn off the skipping record. Throw your child into the air. Laugh as you catch her squealing. Don't ever blow the candle out. Kiss her forehead as she sleeps. Don't let the riptide pull you in. Collect pink shells along the beach. Play your movie backwards to reverse the scenes of pain. 
Jump in the pile of raked up leaves. Smell the colors of the season. Visit the botanical gardens. Come face to nose with a rose. Sit quietly inside a gazebo. Watch the sunset drown the city. Hold her hand as you walk a trail you've never walked before. See the wonder in her eyes as you rewrite the end of your story. End piece. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely loved that piece. I Thank absolutely you. love that piece. Maybe so I go do all do, do all of that, you guys. Do everything <laughs> she just said. You're right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you're gonna be walking on lemons but reaching for sunshine, right? Mhm. Great read, honey. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm so glad you were able to get in this week. Well, thank you for being so welcoming. I was just about to say that. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. It's our pleasure. We're really glad you're here with us. So do me a favor on that note and tell everybody how they can come over and jump on your page and all that good stuff. I still don't have one. I don't have one. Um, I... I, Are you honestly, opposed I, to them finding you on Facebook? Um, can, but I don't share my poetry with my Facebook uh, uh, friends. Well, so start, I've got two. I've got two Facebook pages. I have one that I use for my online radio show, all the writing stuff, and then I've got a personal one that's secret and you guys don't know about that just has my normal stuff on it um, with with something else that I do, my paleontology stuff. Um, so you could start a second Facebook page and have one for your writing and your poetry community that has nothing to do with your personal life. You're not sharing those personal things with people, but you do have a community where you can connect with writers. I I will... I will give that serious thought because I, I actually did start two other um, pages for businesses, so it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility yeah. that I could start another page. Yeah, but not a page, a different account. Like, so you have two actual accounts, so you can post and people can post. So not just a like page or a business page, but a whole new account. Start two accounts that are completely separate because then – you aren't intermingling those two things. People online don't have to need to know that you're, you know, going to be a sizzler tomorrow type of thing. <laughs> I, I'm just laughing because when's the last time we've heard of sizzlers? <laughs> it, I know, right? A girlfriend was talking about that today, and that's like stuck in my head. That's what she wanted for you her birthday. To, you, so have to be so you have to be older than 25 to appreciate that. <laughs> there was a time when that was the the 
you know, Valentine's Day Elite place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, sweetheart. So why don't you work on that page, and next week I'll ask everyone how they can find you. Okay. Sounds good. Because it would be fun. Thank I think it would be fun for you to, place to, to post your work, a place we can come see it, look at it, and, you know, help start building up you a network of writers that you can connect with on that page. That's important. It's important for you to have that outlet. Until you have that outlet, you have us, of course, always. Awesome. (laughs) All right, and we'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you. Okay. Okay, our next caller, Jimmy, I'm still seeing you down there. I'm watching for you to put your hand back up. I haven't forgot about you, just so you know. Our next caller comes from area code 832-832. You're on the air. Maybe. Maybe you're on the air. Now you might be on the air, 832. Uma? Hi, Nyla. How are you? I'm doing fine, sweetheart. How are you? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you and all our friends online. So before we get started, I want to know, do you have any special writing goals this year that you're going to set for yourself? Yes. I do have a writing goal. I really want to write what I really feel. should not hesitate or stop from putting down what I feel. Do you know a really good way to do that, Uma? Mm-hmm. It's not to sit down. Uh, the best way to do that is not to sit down and write about how you feel at all. It's to start journaling. And every single day, mm-hmm. make it a goal for yourself to write in your journal for 30 minutes, if you can have, you know, or, you know, some days you only get five minutes, that's okay. You can do 30 the next, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you just sit down and start writing about whatever, it's free writing, whatever comes into your head and not worried about it fitting into a poem and not worrying about it being in a structure because we overthink things when we sit down to write poems. So if you're looking for that raw edge and being able to write what you're thinking and what you feel, Start out with journaling because that's going to help you flow that way. And the cool thing about that is as you're free writing, you're going to go off on a tangent or you're going to think of something and you're just going to be running away with it. And you can go back later and use that as a reference. You know, I sat there and remembered when I went off on a tangent about about traffic lights. And so you can go back and you can look at that and use that as a reference and turn that into your poem. And you've got everything written out, laying out raw, you know, spit it on the table and sort it out later type of thing. Because if you do that, then you're not thinking about it being a poem. You're getting all your raw thoughts out exactly as you think them, and then you can sort them out. Then you can turn them into a poem. So that might help. Uh, um, That might help, but my way of writing poem is a little different. I have to have music. Unless I hear music, I can't write a single word. So I need to turn on the music, whichever it is, and go with what the vibrations of the sound and the music and whatever literature is on the song we put in. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I love knowing that about you. So one of the other questions I was going to ask people, and, and I know that you paint and you're very artistic, and I know you're a fantastic cook, which is definitely a form of artistry. I gave New Year's Yule cookies to my neighbors that just moved in. 
And they sent me back mm-hmm. with a plate. And when I saw how beautiful their cookies were, I wanted to run back over, grab my cookies off their table, and then run into a neighbor's house so they would think it was that neighbor, he's and not me, because my cookies were so crappy compared to their beautifully ornate, perfect little thumbprint, jelly-filled, frosted cookies. So cooking is definitely an art form. I know that you do those things. But let me ask you this. Hmm? What creative goal outside of writing would you like to set for yourself this year? Hmm. I think I'll make some peanut butter cookies. Oh, well, remember, I'll give you my address when you do. <laughs> I don't like pies, all any of that stuff, but, man, I like my cookies. <laughs> so how, oh, about, my how about finding hmm? – how about, how about finding – four really cool cookie recipes this year and making cookies you never made before. That would be a good goal. Absolutely. Cookies are, every time you find a recipe, it is a new one. So there are billions of billions of recipes out there. So all you have to do is grandma and you get one. (laughs) Maybe you can find the alphabet cookie cutters and you can write poems and cookies. Huh? a lot of cookies okay all right sweetheart go ahead okay well it is a few lines i don't know how it has come but you you all are here to tell me right so it's called go find that dream go find that dream wake up my folks do wake up In just singing songs of hippie hop, it's not just eating good old bim bim bop. Wake up, shake your shins, wake up and keep up your chins. Wake up, it's not a day to count those bucks out of lottos. Yeah, Ozymandias said so too. Heck, even a wreck is a motto. Don't let those dreams go waste. Rise up and stay top. On the shank, remember the songs that sank into the hearts of melodies to sprout from the souls of wonder. You can do what you can to reach the skies and touch the stars. No wonder you are damn right to take a step and shake a bum. If not, trust me, you can hum and find your be the winner of your dreams. When did you say you wrote that one, Uma? I was listening to Elvis. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you what to say. <laughs> I was listening to Elvis songs. You know the movie, Tom Hanks movie that oh, has come up recently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, my God, it is so beautiful. And I'm <laughs> I'm a fan of Elvis since the 20s. So this movie has really, it is so new, totally different from all of the movies that I've seen before. And I love those songs. Oh, my God. Well, the reason I asked when you wrote it is because this has a very casual playfulness to it that even though it has the magic, the ether of your words in there, it has a playful casualness to it that is not normal, a normal vein for your poetry. So it's like... It's a little different than what I normally hear from you. 
is because I see that I, you know, I shake and then I, I do whatever it is comes to my hands and feet, and I really enjoy the songs and the rhythm and the music. First of all, it was almost like a cult. I don't think I can go in that direction because it's a jump start away from what it was before, the classical and beautiful music to rock and roll and hip-hop and all these things that have come right now. And now we find even more uh, lyrics, the types of ones, um, you know, I'm not sure. I know, sir, I forgot the names, but I used to have a student who used to write that. It is like you just speak as you are speaking into your music or poetry, and you put all your efforts and all your uh, language and skills into a poem, and it can run miracles into your veins. He would say that. So, You know, it's really funny that you, you say that about songs and music and stuff, because one of my goals this year is on, I'm going to be, because we've been wanting to do some workshops for a while and for me to get the, everyone coordinated has just seemed impossible. And so I'm going to be do, personally doing some of mine that I teach, recording, pre-recording them and running some workshops. And one of them is going to be on songwriting. And I'm going to bring on mm-hmm. some songwriters and some guests and do some talking and things like that. But there's such a fine line between between poetry and songs, you know. Yeah, and I, then one I of the other things. That, go ahead. Well, uh, I lost it. You go ahead. Okay. <laughs> one of the other things that I really want to do is I'm looking at some acoustic guitar and music groups. Mm-hmm. You know, just like we're a poetry group, there's, you know, groups of musicians out there like that. And I'm trying, going to try to find one. I've got, I've just started gathering them and see if I can find some people who write music that would work with a poet and help them turn a poem into a song. That's one of of my goals for this year. Wouldn't that be, I've had, I've had three of my poems. Um, turned into songs and there's nothing in the world like sitting there and listening to someone perform something that you wrote I I really wish somebody can do that I don't have that skill but I do know people do that no I got the word yeah yeah so and I can't sing as you heard at the beginning of the show everybody (laughs) so yeah that's one of the things I want to do this year is see if there's a way I can coordinate some musicians with poets on a collab project where they can, you know, maybe we can even, if we get enough people involved, we could make a speakeasy slash whatever they are, CD collaboration. It'd be pretty cool. Good. Totally glad it is. So what's your second piece, honey? Oh, it is a repeat song because I'm lazy to go back to the other page and open. So whatever comes to my hand, it says it is written on August 29 last year, and it's called My Homecoming. Teacher, teacher, be mine. With mid-summer heat cooling a bit, weather forecast of future heat, spindling now and bundling then. My shadows come in rain or shine, 
realize suddenly that homecoming is not too far away. Some friends gone and some lost in time. My days within this home that I call me will be only memories if not worth a dime. Still is one other thing that keeps me busy day or night of thoughts or plights. The time will come. When all is lost except hope to survive the part knowledge of love or art. Before I depart, if not to all, at least to one, that may matter or none. Yet, in the back of my thoughts, causing a nagging, lingering pain, it be forgotten, I realize I do not recall you. Not to face going to the time, ending decades away since I've seen, maybe fleetingly while waiting in a doctor's office, Chasing flowers, plants, or at the nurseries, or at the nearby Walmart doing groceries. This for my kids' project. It was done ages before. I forget how you look or how your voice sounds. Yet at the back of my mind, I knew your presence. Did I think I found today? I know for sure it was a fantasy as before, made by him. Lured me to live hope speaking until I find him. Oh, what a teacher is he without letting his pupil know all along until the final home of coming to him. Wow. Uma, that was phenomenal. I so fangirl on you. Thank you, Naila. You're I very, feel happy very to welcome. Come here and share my words because really, it makes me feel that I am really living, and whatever I am saying is worth a dime at least or a penny. What you say is very relevant, and you know. I love that you have this outlet. People are always saying, you know, you know, would you ever stop doing the show? And you saying something like that and things other people say and seeing the way the community works and affects each other, you know, I can't ever see us stop doing this. You know, I'm glad that we have this outlet for you to come and share your words and get that validation that you are an incredible poet. You know, I can't even tell you over all the years that I have known you and that you've been part of our community, the people who have talked to me about you and your work. I mean, there's a reason that they call you our little roomy girl. You know, there's (laughs) just this, this incredible beauty in the way that you share with us that is so ethereal and strong and gentle and you know it's just like there is such a loving you touch with your words that's a good that's a good way to put it you the way you touch with your words is incredible i don't know find life here whenever I'm here. You've seen me over years how my language must have changed and my words also must have been influenced by what I'm hearing and listening and learning every day and practicing. Mm-hmm. And I'm physically from India, but my mind, my soul is from here, from this land. 
Well, you you are a product of all the fingerprints that have touched you. And the way I look at it is you're not from India and you're not from here. You're just from the earth. You you know, you are, you are from this planet and it's all a part of you. Everything. You know, we are all melting pots of everything. So, you know, I love the, the whole Indian side of you, the way it, it affects your art. I mean, it's, some of the things I've seen you post that you've cooked. I just want you to come see me and cook for a while, and we'll write poetry together. Sure, sure. Why not? We should make a weekend of, you know, poets cooking and writing and all that kind of thing, a retreat somewhere. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, Uma, do me a favor, sweetheart, and tell everyone how they can come find you. Um, this is my uh, latest blog, which uh, I have remade it because other blog was kind of difficult to uh, follow or it was um, it was too difficult to pronounce even for me because this one it says, uh, let me see what does it say. I think I have to post it to someone or somewhere. I'm posting it on my status on WhatsApp. It says, my new poetry by Uma Gigi. My new poetry by Uma, U-M-A, G-G, J-I-J-I. There's another G, G-G-G. There are three Gs by mistake. It has come Uma G-G-G. J-I-J-I-J-I dot blogspot.com. So that's where you would find me. And I will share it with my Facebook also later. Very cool. All right, Uma, thank you for being here tonight. Happy New Year to you. And if there's anything that we can do to help you reach your goals this year, let me know. Nothing. I I just enjoy listening to the songs, to the music, as well as uh, people who read here. Several of the emotions that come out of their words. Beautiful. And watching Elvis in whichever movie form it is. That's all it is. I love it. Merry Christmas, All right, Happy New Year, and happy everything. <laughs> happy everything to you too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Naila. All right, Thank we are. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, hon. We're going to go ahead and grab Jimmy. He is back in the lineup. Seeing as how was, he was our first caller tonight. 702, you are on the air. Is this thing on? Hey, Nyla. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machinist. I might be late. I might not be great, but I will be here. Uh, great show so far. Nyla, I have been listening, well, as much as I could with my kids' music on in the car as we were going. But I had the, the phone up to my ear, driving one-handed in Vegas traffic. I do not recommend it. Um it's really it's cool to hear all the all the goals and and, and the aspirations, uh, and and the, and the thing I would just you know extend to that is, uh, you know, go easy with it. I mean, there's a lot of things we want to accomplish, and and don't overextend. Um, make it harder to reach. Um, look at things that are within your grasp and and capture them, and then move on to the next. You know. Good advice. So I had. Um, my plan was to last week the show didn't happen, but um, last week my plan was to bring you a new abattoir poem, and a new wildwood. I know you love your wildwood. 
I do. Um, being that I couldn't last week, that, that it didn't happen last week, I was going to do that this week. But plans changed. Um, a very good friend and a supremely respected poet contacted me. Um, and this is not, you know, someone who contacts me all the time. Um, and that made it even more special. Um, but he is a regular on the show. And he's a good, dear friend of both of us for a long time. Um, requesting if I could read a piece of his. And uh, and before I even saw the piece, I already knew the answer was going to be yes. Because that's part <laughs> of what we're about here. And I think... I don't think a lot of people understand or use that, but, um, you know, it's the, it's the community. It's reaching out and it's helping out and it's working together like that. Um, when he sent me the piece, I was like blown away because everything this man writes and reads on the air grabs me. And, uh, there's always usually, even in the more lighthearted pieces, there's always a real tangible, uh, thread or an inner importance to it that, uh, just screams to be heard, and I couldn't imagine a, a better piece to read. So <clears throat> that said, I'll read that one first, and this is called The Last Blog, and it's by Michael Todd from West Tennessee. There goes the last MySpace blog. From the last blog writer, the last message we'll get to view about the last blog subject gave the end-all viewpoint. There's nothing left to say or do. There was a last posted poem by the last MySpace poet who left here alone, sad and blue, mind and soul, nothing left on the table. Time to shut down and say, we're through. No need for comments or kudos. Recognition has become a moot point. There goes the last MySpace blog from the last blog writer. I hope that it did not disappoint. That was page one. Page two. Someone wrote the last word of the last blog on MySpace. It's a shame that the end had to come. Closed the last storyline of the overly long saga, the total did not equal the sum. When weighed in the balance, this prose was found wanting, no inspiration to be taken from. It was the final nail driven in the blog writer's coffin. There's nothing left, not even a crumb. There will be no more comments or kudos, no value placed where there is no stock. There goes the last MySpace rant. There'll be no more. The writers can't. They've fallen prey to the last writer's block. Page three. We've read the last posted words from the last blog writer. I'm afraid they were misunderstood by the last hardcore cynic and the last bleeding heart. Could you explain? I really think you should. That writer's thrown in the towel with a final pity party. From the looks of things, I suppose he could be the last blog writer in the entire MySpace realm to vacate our cyber neighborhood. There will be no more dissenting opinions for the archives or even 
good rights. For this writer can't even work up a rant. Nothing left now but to say good night and peace. You know, it's funny, even though you're reading that, I can hear Michael Todd's voice because his words, his style of writing is so distinct. You know, it'd be Absolutely. like somebody singing a Rod Stewart song. You know, someone else singing it, but you still know it's a Rod Stewart song. Yeah. I, I, he I is going to be more. so tickled with you reading that. You did amazing. I hope you got to hear it, but I know he's not able to always stick around. Uh, and I apologize if you're listening, Mike, Michael, that, that that I wasn't able to read first. I just uh, – obviously life happens. And um, – but, yeah, it was very special to me. And, you know, and Michael would not care or or expect a perfect reading. That's not the kind of person he is. But being that I'm trusted with his words and, like you said, his voice in a sense, because he does have such a unique voice. And when I say voice, I'm not even talking about when he, when he reads the words. I'm talking about the voice of his words. Um, he has a very distinctive style. You could read it without any title or copyright on it and probably know right away that it was him. And um, it was very special uh, to be able to do that. You know, I, I hope I did it justice. But it had a lot of meaning as well uh, for those of us who were there. Um, yep. Because we talk about the era and, and, and how great it was, but it, the end of it was really sad as well. And it wasn't anything that most of us wanted. It's just one of those things that happened. So um, that was special to get to read that. That was Michael Todd from West Tennessee. That was uh, copyright 2008 by Michael Todd, all rights reserved. See, how long have we all been together? Your babies were just literally babies. We were babies. That's just really like stuck in my head lately is how long we've been doing this together. It's nuts. All right. So what is your next piece? So next piece is, uh, I think you know what it is. Uh, If I had to pick between the two saga poems, I would pick the front runner, although I know you, you do have special fondness for the Abattoir series and Sideshow Sheila, but we're talking Wildwood here. We know why that's extra special to you and to me, I think, collectively. Um, and um, I know you've been waiting on the next segment, so I think you'll like this. And you and maybe a few others, long-timers, will get the crossover here. Um, this is called Clown Paint. Approaching the decrepit motel on the old 109 outside of the hollow, I trusted my instincts to follow my gut in a rut since the Skinner case. This place, man, where do I start? If old buildings could house evil, well, this one would be the heart. My name is Bradford Lawrence. I'm a reflective detective, you could say, called out to check this place as reports have been coming in. Flashlight in hand, inspecting the grounds looking for, believe it or not, a clown. The place seems to beckon, and I reckon it wants me to go inside, 
not one to hide from anything abhorrent, but I cannot enter without a search warrant. I stop dead in my tracks as the place seems to pull me in, wanting my own evil, wanting my sin. I guess I'm a bad cop in a sense, for when I killed Sinner, I lied. The dead body I produced was a junkie, for Midnight Skinner still lingers inside. He's a part of me, so I guess I feel guilty for the victims he killed, for all the blood spilled. I almost feel like I belong here, yet it's not time to be judged for his crimes. Think I'll go grab a cold beer. No clown that I can see, just unexplained fear. I did find something, though, in the woods out back. A vintage clown makeup case in a weathered old shack. Strangely, an odd feeling took over. Disgust mingled with disgrace. A strong and sudden urge to put that clown clown paint on my face. By the light of a few strangled stars... I threw it down and hurried back to my car. Caught for a moment under the spell of the Wildwood Motel. That will not be going into my report. In peace. Oh, my God. What the (laughs) hell, Jimmy? I told you there were twists and turns coming. (laughs) Skinner's alive, and he's at the Wildwood Hotel, and... Oh man, it was so creepy when you said he wanted. Almost thought about putting on the clown paint. I, so I, I, I felt terror as you read that. <laughs> well, you know the history of Skinner. You know he's not a nice person. No, in fact, you know what? I was. It's the first show of the month, and normally, per my agreement, I always read something of my own in the first of the month. But I think, and I was going to play a track at the end. But I think I'm going to play Skinner at the end of the show because you read this and. So anyone who doesn't know who Skinner is in this poem, uh, you'll realize it's kind of like an Alfred Hitchcock cameo, him showing up over here. Got no idea what he's overdoing over here, but, you know, he's got his own storyline, but now all of a sudden things are getting all muddled. (laughs) Well, Um, I will play that to close the show with. That would be awesome, uh, and yeah, and, and it would be it would be really cool for those who've never uh, heard or read that poem because uh, those who have know the the complete and diabolical twist uh, within it, the revelation of Skinner. And um, but it's it's a lot of fun doing these uh, doing these saga pieces because I'm able to, and you know why not? I'm able to bring people in for cameos. I'm able to bring different characters around. Um, the last Wildwood um, actually brought in a, had a crossover as well with the hobo poet. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's transitional, but it's, but it's a lot of fun, especially when someone like yourself goes, hey, I, what the hell is Skinner doing here? Because you know exactly who he is. So that's is that cool. right, right? Right. So <laughs> creeped me out, Jimmy. So creeped me out. Hey. Oh, is, is, you love it. Is Blueberry going to show back up? Blueberry's dead. you got to face it. But Blackberry's still alive. Remember Blackberry? <laughs> Blackberry child. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so hard to keep track. So many characters. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um 
But I'm so I, invested. I Just telling you, I'm so invested. <laughs> oh, I know you are. I know you are. And Wildwood will will eventually become uh, its own book. It just has to be completed, like the other sagas. And with that, I, I, I'll give my um, information. But before that, because uh, you've been asking everybody, goals. I yeah. can be really quick with it. I, now I have irons and so many fires. I want to. I want to start doing the lives again. That'll happen. I, I wouldn't mind starting up a podcast. I was thinking about a specific podcast where I do segments of these stories, like a series on Abattoir, where I read each poem each week and then spend the rest of the time talking about it and the creation of the characters. Um, that's something I like to do. What you mentioned before about finding musicians to turn some of the uh, some of my poetry into songs that would be great. Uh, but the main goal. You know, I, I, I'm not going to try to accomplish all of that. You know, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Uh, but the main goal is to finally get that first book published. Um, so I, that's on the docket for this year. That's going to happen. I have the title already worked out. I will not reveal the title for a specific reason. Um, and the poems are all written. It's all it's it's older and newer uh, poems. I already know. I know the more. title. I, I, I know you. I know you do, but don't reveal it. Um, you can. You can. You can message me. It. If it's, <laughs> we'll it's, message. it's called. It's called Palms Nyla Love. Well, that that right? could definitely be an unwritten on the cover subtitle because you, <laughs> you love them. So. Um, but but yeah, so that's going to happen. Um, and, and it is it's it's slightly thematic, uh, but it's not one of the. And then once we get this done and this is out and it's out there, and I want to do, you know, e e e version paperback hardcover, and really want to do an audio book version as well. I think that would be special. Um, and then once that's done, then we will move on. By that time, hopefully. Abattoir, Wildwood, and Sideshow Sheila, Sideshow Tales are wrapping up, and those will eventually be their own books as well. So that's that's going to be the so main. What can uh, we main... do? What can we do, Jimmy, for you as a community, or you know, what can we do? You know, here from the speakeasy, workshop-wise or resource-wise or whatever, that will help you reach those goals. Well. Um, you know, I think making it happen is not is not so much uh, the problem. I mean, obviously, uh, initially, I'm going to go the self-published route, um, and and Missy's helping out hugely on it. She's like, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without her. I've said that before. I'll say it until I'm in the box, knocking to get out. And um, you know, it, it's uh, I think it's more just finding the time to get it all collected and put together. Um, I don't know about as far if, – if I can think of anything in terms of, uh, you know, making this happen uh, where the community could help, then I will get back to you with that. Um, but obviously once it happens, you know, we'll be trying to promote it and we'll be doing some, some special things. There are some poems I haven't read in a while specifically because they are going to appear – uh, in that book, and I haven't done videos for them, so they will be like book exclusive, you know, at least a few of them. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, we appreciate you, and I will definitely, you know, if I can think of anything in that respect. Well, here's some food for thought. So, if you're looking, and I would tell everyone that's doing self publishing to consider this is if you publish a book with no more than 30 poems in it, it's considered a chapbook. Chapbook, 
for a writer is considered a promotional item. If you publish a poem in a chapbook, you can still send it out for publishing in the world with it not being considered published. If you publish it in a book that has more than 30 poems, then that's considered a collection of poetry that's unpublished, and you can no longer submit that to publication in other journals. Just a little tidbit of information. Well, that's I know that's true if you're getting published by a house, but if you're doing your own thing, if you're, you're self, still in that's control. what I said. If you're self-publishing, you know, if you're doing self-publishing and you don't plan on submitting those poems anywhere else, then that's fine. But if you do, remember, you can have no more than 30. So if you want to take the poems you're putting in that book and put them somewhere else someday or whatever, you know, that's just a tidbit to keep in mind for either you or someone who's doing the same type of thing you're doing. That's just good information to have. Okay, well, I'll definitely get back to you on that. But now let's get to keep the show rolling. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist on Facebook. My page, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Nyla, thank you so much. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the heck out of you. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Well, you have a good New Year, hon. All right, you too. Have a good night. Love you. Love you too. Okay. Our next caller, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three so you kind of have an idea. We have 240 followed by 807 and then 678 after that. Let's go ahead and bring on 240. I think things are going to get quite charismatic in here in a moment. (laughs) Sure is. It's always (laughs) charismatic. (laughs) How you doing, honey? Happy New I'm doing fine. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So tell me, what kind of writing goals or what kind of goals do you have for your writing in this new year? What would you like to accomplish? Be more deliberated pen so the enslaved pen will die. Okay, clarify. Be free. To be free with your pen and not be locked in with your pen, not being able to express yourself. You know, it's really funny because we had another caller. I don't know how long you've been on hold, but we had another caller talk about that. I think it was, was it LJ talk about that earlier? And, you know, not being, or no, Uma. I think maybe it was Uma, talking about not being afraid to um, write more truth, write, you know, things that you wouldn't normally write or you're a little bit afraid to write, you know, and that's that's very natural. You know, people want people to like their writing, and sometimes it's like, I can't write that. What will people think, you know? But to be yeah. able to write on that raw edge and write exactly what you're thinking. And I'll tell you the same thing I told her if you didn't hear me talk to her. But that's to start free writing. Get a journal. And, and it has to be handwritten. You can't do this on your phone. You can't do this on a computer. It has to be, you know, get a three-ring binder, a spiral notebook. I don't care. But pen and paper. And just sit down. You know, even if you take it, leave it in the bathroom. Because, you know, you can't multitask. Well, you can, but we're not going to get that. That's not that kind of show. You can't multitask in the bathroom, so 
you know, just keep it in there. And when you have five minutes peace to yourself, just sit down and write something. Just pick it up and write whatever's in your head. Don't intend it to be a poem, nothing. Just start letting stuff in your head spill out. If you do that every single day, when you sit down to write, naturally you are training your brain to think that way, and it's going to change the way you sit down and write when you write poetry as well. But it's also going to help you unknowingly come up with ideas and thought streams and, and you know, fodder that you're writing and will lead into you writing poems that you would normally not expect to ever write. So, you know, if you're looking to find your, you know, a more unique, which I don't know, even know why you would be doing that because you have like this incredible voice in poetry, you know, but if you're looking to hone your unique voice, then that is a really good way of doing it. Is do that free writing. Don't skip that step. So I just, Sound like the Star Trek of poetry. <laughs> you go where you have never gone before. Boldly go where no man has gone before. Yes, I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> yes. Boldly go where no man's gone before. Yeah, that. Right? Yes. I think we can all do that. We can all do that. Everything so, isn't always fuzzy bunnies and peaches. You know, you have to write about the real human condition. You know, right. write about the real human condition that you're living in. And then, you know, put whatever spin that you want on it. But be truthful. You know, own your truth. Yes. So, okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm on to... Name this freestyle called The War of the Pen. Okay. If it felt like the saddest day, the world is changed and in the code of display, we reach it to our higher goals. And once again, we are expressing our whole soul. This is a dynamic. When our ink is reaching all over the planet, this is a war going on. Can my ink be liberated and situated that I find myself breaking from the chains that my mind couldn't even express? I never suffer for less. Seeing I'm finding the reaction, the words that we can express of what happened. Never be ashamed of my ink and how I think. All in my mind and a higher level can I create something that could be so special. The war of the pen. The things that keep happening all over again. Changing our ways that we go with another different swing. Guess when we find we find our own thing, and then we try to add and ready to explore. So the war of the pen going like never before, it can't be ignored. So if I'm challenged and have the advantage to do things I never thought that I could write to the world that they feel my thunder that this war of the pen will unite 
slave pen. I'm not in the handcuffs. I'm not in to go ahead and be in the acceptance. My words are so many lessons. This is war going on. It's going in my mind. So once I'm a liberated pen, the enslaved pen, I'm going to be left behind. Mr. Automatic, Charismatic, Deliverable Instant, can you get us in the wall in? I've been dry. You're so dang cool. <laughs> that was awesome. I love how you do that. We, I tell you that every time. I got to think of a new compliment for you. <laughs> Thank you. But it, just, it does. It just astounds me. You know, Gina Storm does the same thing, just pops them off the top of her head like that, and it just blows my mind. Oh, thank you. That was fantastic, sweetheart. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you know what? Are you going to do just, two tonight? I just try to flow with my mind. Yeah, I do too. I'll tell you what. Um, I want to... I'm going to do a poem. I want you to give me a number from 1 through 10. 7. 7. 3. 7 or 3. Okay. We'll go 7. All right. Seven. Beyond three, in these days that keeps on looking at me, I'm working ahead. I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to unlock what I've been put down, working hard and trying to take charge from uh, Monday through Thursday. That's a four. And if you add Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's kind of like the weekend. I'm spreading my love to the region from the 7 to the 3. The words that, how could it be? If you could see me and the words that change and everything that explain and words that I have to gain, you would know that the words of my fire that rain it's our work every day, a seven days a week. But I have to live for a day for the resting day for my mind. Will it ever conclude to seven or the four from Monday through Thursday? Then you will have a weekend of three. We have the words to be free. I'm working hard again. I'm trying to establish, trying to show you the palace of my own mind. This is a day of reckoning. It's a day of recognizing that this is a a line that must withdraw and everything that I respond. This is a working day, Monday through Thursday, Friday through Sunday, it's a seven to three. How you change and how we were reminded to be in my own location. I came to Thursday. 
Matter of fact, I was speaking the poem on Thursday. Then it'll change me when the birds say I say I may watch some football on Sunday. There came a seven, there came a three. But in the land of our own thinking, I guess you could ask these questions. How could it be? Mr. Automatic Charismatic Delivery Engine, can't get us in the ball in fiber and dry. That was amazing, sweetheart. I'm so glad you were able to get in. You can't get in all the time anymore, so it's really a treat when you can. Eight seven seven three. <laughs> Eight seven three. Yeah, you know I'm uh I'm trying to write my book on codes. Um, formula nine one three eight two. Um, basically break down information 152 times. Um, I'm working on that. Uh, getting back to truck driving, um, I'm always willing to give out advice for people who want to truck drive and want to help people that study and break information like enzymes. Um, you know, uh, so uh, I'll always remember that my teacher, when I was in 12th grade, uh, I had a science teacher, and I never thought that he would say my name. He said that Larry is doing very good. And so I was like, wow. He said my name. I didn't expect that. I thought he would say somebody else's name. But see, that's the thing. You have to be prepared for your own greatness. Are we prepared for our own greatness? Prepare for it. So, yeah. That's true. So true. Yeah. You can find me, um, you know, on Facebook, uh, Larry Macy Viper Shepherd. Um, I do uh, websites. yeah, you you can find me at Mr. Automatic Charismatic. That's my performance name, Larry Shepard. But I'm always willing to help. I'm always willing to help people grow. Um, you know, let your mind be free so your enslaved mind will die. Exactly. Perfect message, perfect read, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. And I hope you're able to make it next week. It's uh, crazy weather going on out there, so if you're out driving, please be safe. You're important to us. You need to be able to return, so just be careful out there, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, I start um, this week. But, like, you know, if you know anybody who want to go on truck driving and they just need some advice or stuff like that, you know, you can um, – uh, now you can always, uh, you know, hit me up. You know, I, I, I'm willing to help people out. I always thought I would be perfect for that job, but I like taking wrong turns and exploring too much. I can't even imagine <laughs> I, the places I, I would what, get into where they'd have to tow my truck out of. <laughs> it's, it's so many, it's so many signs that says prohibited, and that police officer is right there. Ready to write a citation up 
we want to take that right wrong turn, that police officer's right there and say, hey, uh, come and make my day. <laughs> Too funny. All right, sweetheart. Uh, thank you so much. Just be careful, okay? You're welcome. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from the tundras of the freezing Mesa thingies in Kanukia. Kanukia. Well, the way the way this winter is being, and the way this winter is being, it's only been till January that we actually got temperatures like that. We got up to even up to the end of December, we were getting uh, was it like plus two Celsius or something? It's insanity. <laughs> so, but it's back to winter now. We've got minus twenty-ish Celsius these days. So. Which is actually not bad here, but I know for everybody else, it's like, oh, my God, Rob, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> so what are your goals for the new year? Uh, well, uh, as you saw on Facebook, uh, some like I have like kind of artistic goals and more general goals. Like the artistic goal is, um, <clears throat> and it kind of integrates into the sec- the general goals, is, is like, uh, well, I want to do like the painting and the drawing, as I said, uh, more of that. Uh, and uh, what you were saying with poetry, what my po- the, what people's poetry goals are, I want to enter more contests. I do know one site where you, they have con- contests like literally every day, pretty much, uh, or every week. So I want to do that, and I want to submit to more magazines. Um, for now, I, I would have to wait on a book to see, to try to find a better publisher and all that, because I had an experience with that that was not good. They, the ones that I chose ended up being, like they just, they, they literally told me the wrong things to do, like uh, logistics wise um, and that sort of thing. So uh, <clears throat> that's like the, the writing goal. And, but just the overall goal is to finally get to doing all the things that I wanted to do all this time because I got the double whammy. I got, uh, uh, when my dad passed after all the, everything that happened with his dementia and I, I was so wrapped up in that for so many years, but even before his dementia, I was wrapped up in a lot of that, of taking care of them. And then it's only like three months and then COVID hit. And I was like, part of my language was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So that's the overall that's the overall goal is finally like getting to all the things that I want to do. And it's like a massive, I'm just like, there's so many things that I'm doing. People don't even realize I'm teaching myself sign language. I'm teaching myself coding. I'm going to, I'm continuing on my math, but I'm also going to computer class to learn all the Microsoft stuff in that. And I'm just, uh, and you know, learning some more on some instruments, but uh, I have to parse down some of that and try to figure out what to focus more on because I do realize that I ha- I can't just do it all, right? But it's a, it's a kind of a funny tension to that because it's hard not to be overwhelmed because I've always been like that sort of person. I've always been the, uh, oh, what is, what was, what's the term I, I'm trying to think right now? Uh, a genius? <laughs> a genius. Well, I'll take that if you want to, if that's the word you want to use. Renaissance man, renaissance man. 
I just like to, you know, dip my pen in, in many wells and all that. But uh, it's uh, and it's natural. Like I've always been like that, and I'm living in kind of a compressed time with that because I had to put that off for so long between. Well, with all the things that I have, I've had to pass through and do and all that. So, and you, you know me, like uh, before, I lived with my dad. I lived with my mom, and that wasn't exactly a nurturing atmosphere for that either. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, <clears throat> that's kind of the the overall goal. And uh, actually, I have I specifically put myself on. Uh, I finally gave myself a vacation. So at the end of January, I have one entire week off and I'm working on like uh, getting my place all nice and tidied up so that that's not in my way. That's not in my headspace. And I'm just, for that week, I'm just going to do everything that, you know, get to all those things that I want to (laughs) do. So that sounds like some amazing things. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I definitely going to get the that drawing tablet that I got for only forty bucks. I'm definitely going to get that out during the during that week and uh, do some uh, practice of technique because with everything being so expensive now, obviously, uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm not a backlit guy like you say, uh, but uh, like you, you kind of you say, I'm not a backlit girl. But uh, you're using a dry uh, drawing tablet. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, that's the thing. I, I I have to use that to practice because everything's so expensive now <laughs> that to use art supplies just for practice is almost prohibitive these days. <laughs> you need so. a, num- a number two pencil mm-hmm. and a I pad of that, paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my art yeah. supplies already. <laughs> okay, don't make me have yeah. to send you some. <laughs> So, I have two poems here. Um, I'm going to read, first I'm going to read The Blood of the Raven. Okay, so here we go. The blood of the raven is sacrificed in the halls of synchronicity, echoes of circumstance reverberating with each other as the doleful bell of fate tolls at the fateful hour. Time shifts and bends like light in a church's stained glass window as the raven's sacrifice heals the rift twixt light and dark. He comforts me as he makes his mysterious sounds. Some find his sounds foreboding, but I take comfort in the darkness, for it encloses me like a cosmic womb. Stillness and quietude settle round my soul as the messenger, the bridge to the physical world, comes to my heart. I give forth my body as a bridge itself to bring forth the message of its blood sacrifice. The sacrifice that lets me hear its message at dusk, the earth lying mysteriously at its waiting feet. And that is Blood of the Raven. And uh, I also have one here called uh, Overdose. And sadly, where I live, we're pretty much in the top percentile or like the number one city in Canada for, uh, yeah, we're in the top at least for a lot of the drug trade. Uh, So hopefully that'll change, but 
probably won't anytime soon. So uh, here we go. Overdose is demolishing. Oblivion poisons the usual process of reason. As the overdose of reason slinks into your mind, like a snake charmer you always knew was there, and that yet you could never find. Your overdose of reason is a horror, as orders of function are spinning around in your mind. The golden wheel of karma, it spins round and round like a Ferris wheel, till your mind grows violently ill. Effect bore before cause causes causing the motion sickness in your reason, as poisonous, so, sorry, so poisonous that it cannot be cured by the golden pill. The overdose is the golden pill unrefined and poorly defined. Raw processes of the universe overdoses your attempt at reason, and you slip not but fall into the abyss, the abyss that stares not back but gropes at you with its gaze, stripping away your sanity till the vapors of your thoughts, they are left as only a particulate haze. The universe has overdosed you with its mystery. Karmic absence has corrupted your blood vessels, and necromantic green blood now courses through your veins. La Femme Verte has transformed into a gothic demon goddess. Karma, karma's mystery now overwhelms you and leaves you without defense. Your soul cannot even go to purgatory now, for a temporality Sorry, for a temporary suck at sanity's breast. Your soul has been torn at the edges of the universe. And you are left with not even a psyche with which your universe could bring through grace to rest. Overdose. 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 Actually, and actually, yeah, that's a more cosmic sort of an overdose thing. I, there are, like, drug use ones that I have, though, uh, poems, like, against, you know, drug use. So, but yeah, this is actually a more cosmic sort of an overdose. <laughs> For I love that, that means... you were, used the word cosmic. How many of your poems, Robbie, do you think that I could read that I would be able to mm-hmm. put the cosmic? Too many. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> Not too many, but probably mm-hmm. the majority, right? Because that's yeah. something that's very, very inspiring to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I have a challenge. I told you earlier today before the show that I had a prompt for you. Ah, okay. Okay. So your prompt is, instead of looking to space and the stars and the moon, instead you're going to look down. And I mm-hmm. want you to write a poem instead of about space, using space as your inspiration, using the core of the earth. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like the, the very center of the earth, eh? all the magma and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, completely not space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So that's my, that's my challenge for you. I know you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are feisty that well, way. I'm feisty that way, yes. Well, remember what happened when you gave me you, you gave me the Daisy Dukes prompt, and you're like, oh, God. Rob actually wrote something to it, and you're like, oh, my God, what did he write? <laughs> you know, it, it's really funny because you guys do that to me sometimes. You'll throw something back. Do you remember when you gave me this prompt? And I don't remember giving you the Daisy Duke prompt. 
I remember you having the Daisy Duke prompt, but I don't remember what prompted me to give you that prompt. And that's what's really scary to me. It's like, how, the, how did I come up with giving Robbie a prompt of Daisy Dukes? How'd that happen? Mm-hmm. How? I have no clue. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have an issue here right now, you guys, and I need to play a track, and we'll be right back. Can you hang on a second, Robbie? Okay. All right, I'm going to leave you unmuted. Don't go away. The Hollers of Home, an Appalachian poem written and narrated by Philip Kent Church. Growing up free back in the fields, country bred to life's simple thrills, drinking water from spring's fountains, running in creeks down the mountains. For a better life, there was no wishing Hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing. The peaks rolling shadows on a little town. And the sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day. While the slopes turn blue to skies heavy and gray. At night the mountains towered, the storm lit up the sky. I remember the glowing outline on spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountain storming, reflected by crystal dews with the dawns warming. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early, sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, we would plow the fields, and early summer, we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest when canning and making apple butter our best. Now in late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat, butchered then hung in the smokehouse so neat. Then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. All our work carried us through the winter so cold. During the colder months, attended a little mountain school three R's and the golden recess the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel there wasn't nothing quite better wasn't nothing so cool as when your sweetheart let you walk them home from school the smell of coal smoke rising from the chimney so high if you lived somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the horrors of my home. Okay, are you with me, Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> you there. See what I typed in chat. Uh-uh. <laughs> you'll, you'll have a laugh after when you do see it <laughs> You are so weird Robbie <laughs> I love yes, that I about you weird. But you are so weird <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, as I'm sure All of you heard You know my dog barking in the background I mean everybody that knows me Knows that I will I will 
batter them into their life if they ever disturb me on a Thursday. This is my time, right? So somebody just rang my doorbell, and it was like, who in the heck forgot that it's Thursday? And so it's like I had to get my dog to stop barking or you guys couldn't have read. They probably would have still been ringing the deal. So I had to deal with it. You know, it's just not, not – we don't always do it pretty here, but we always do it. So, yeah, that, that just happened. And I was like, oh, my God. And I go to the door, so I'm kind of huffy, and, and I open the door, and there's my little old neighbor guy from across the street with a plate holding it out in his trembling little hand and <laughs> told me, thank you for, you know, because I make cookies for all the neighbors every year. And it's like, you know, thank you for the cookies. My wife told me to bring this to you. And it's like, okay, thank you. And I feel like shit because I was answering the door all grumpy. And it's like this <laughs> giant plate of about 30 Homemade egg rolls. Mm-hmm. Well, and look that at that! Amazing, you're, you're, you guys. All those egg rolls, and you answer the door, and you say, "What is it?" What do you <laughs> <Basically>. want? <laughs> what do you want? Oh, all these egg rolls. Oh, uh, thanks. I feel super tall they're now. They're really old. It's so cute. So he's twice he's come over and got me. My dear wife has fallen. And he said, "Somebody calls her." My dear wife has fallen down, and. I can't pick her up. Can you come help me? And so I have to go help him get his wife up. It's just so adorable. My dear wife. He calls her my dear wife. Okay. What's your second poem, Robbie? Uh, I did. Well, I actually did the two. There was there, there, the right. overdose one and the raven one. Yep, that's yeah, that's right. Sorry. It's hard to keep track after you <laughs> being interrupted. I, yes, I'm, I'm sitting here. I can't eat on the air. Because you guys would hear me crunch. But I'm looking at these egg rolls, and they smell so good. This is torture. I have 40 minutes, 8 minutes before I can cry another one. They are. Seriously. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go ahead. I'm going to put you back. Do you want to stay on hold and listen? Uh, I'll be listening through the stream. But uh, I was just going to say that I, I'm thinking I'll write an assimilation poem for you. You know, like Borg assimilation, kind of a horror film <laughs> yeah, that I way. And I was thinking it would be nice to have, like, Jimmy to read that. But the only thing that sucks is, like, CBS Draconian with copyright stuff in that. And, like, they're so bad that I'm afraid of what would happen if they read it on the air. It's like, that's a Star Trek thing. It's <laughs> not, it no, you, that's, that's called fan art. If it's not something fan you're art. selling for profit, they can't say anything to you about it. Okay. I don't you can write, you can write a poem about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, yeah, I could give that to Jimmy to – I could write that, and then I could give that to Jimmy to read. Because uh, I was thinking about that before earlier in the show, how uh, Jimmy read – when he had his own show on, uh, mm-hmm. he read a couple of my poems and did a really good job. Oh, like the monster, especially when he read the monster. That was – Amazing job. Amazing job he did on that one. And uh, so I was thinking it would be fun. Uh, and I have to get started with something. Yeah, on something with him, something else with him, too. But, um, yeah, it would be fun if uh, I could, uh, like, write things that would be specifically good for his poetic voice to read. So... <laughs> You don't do you sing, Robbie? Uh yeah, I've I've sung before and I've I, I've sung for someone's birthday once and she didn't know that I can sing. 
like enough that I'm actually decent, if not good. And she just kind of looked up in her mouth, like she was like a fair bit shorter than me, but and she just looked up and her mouth started to kind of gape and like, she was like, oh my God, he can actually sing. <laughs> Have you ever turned any of your poems into songs? Uh, no, because I don't know the music theory well enough. Like, I don't know, uh, like, how to do the chords in the background or the, um, like, how to, tur- how to turn the, the poetic rhyme into something that would be more melodic. But, um, like, if I want, I could probably... Why you I've have done, not like, merged those two passions together, I have no clue. Because you are like a prodigy on musical instruments, and it just seems like a natural evolution for you. Well, I kind of have because, in just not in that that much depth, or not to where it's like actually a song. But I I have like in the past in blog on blog talk, I used to play sometimes some of my instruments. Playing an instrument uh, behind reading a poem doesn't count. One of your tasks for this year, for 2024, is I want you to turn one of your poems into a legitimate song that you sing with music. That's uh, going to be uh, one to really merge everything together and push me into learning maybe a bit of music theory, and so that should be interesting. (laughs) And I love that you... You know, I, first of all, there's two things I really, really love about you. One is that, that it's your your natural, curious, creative curiosity. You know, you mm-hmm. love to learn and you love to mm-hmm. push yourself. You don't like not knowing things. And the other thing that I really like about you is you really let me boss you around a lot. <laughs> so it's a common. It's really cool I have... to just tell you, Robbie, you're going to do this this year, and, and it's just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> the, there's someone. There's someone I know that you're the only person that can do that with. I can get away with it. She, she, there's someone I know that she uh, teases me all the time. She says, "You know, I, you're the only one who can take it, Rob." And she's like, "Oh, I, I tell everybody else, and they just like, like basically they crumble, right?" But uh, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh, and she's not really bossing you around either. You know, it's not bossing mm-hmm. you around. It's just that you, you love to push yourself so much that yeah. I love to push you as well. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. some, at that's... some point we're going to find something you are not good at. <laughs> well, the thing that I have the most deficit in actually is uh, mechanical things. Uh, which is like, like uh, especially like if it's more, if it's not electronic. Like I had to get my neighbor to help me put together my day bed when I had it, and um, that was like, it's like I, was, I really wanted to because make that's sure not that creative. that creative. That's following a pattern. That's that's not creative. So yeah, your brain doesn't work like that a, way. It's a, it's like a bit of a deficit of mind, but uh, one of the ways I'm trying to address it is I'm just looking at it actually right now. It's a smart home, like you code the home yourself, because like, like, the coding is one of the things I'm learning, right? And that's more technical. And um, you actually have to physically, with your hands, put the home together as well. So I have that there to, as a, kind of a beginning point for, for trying to learn that sort of thing. And uh, when I had my dad's old camera lenses, I was actually taking them apart a little bit to see uh, – I could like put one or two of them back together 
you know, and that sort of thing. You are never allowed in my house, ever. You are never allowed in my house, and you're never allowed to touch anything. No. (laughs) Why? Because you're afraid I'm going to touch your camera lenses? I'm not. Just think about you taking apart your your dad's cameras, and he had some expensive cameras, like thousands of dollars. No, I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about the lenses that are like the lens the lenses that were basically already like junked. No, no, I didn't take any. Yeah. (laughs) You can have all my ones that didn't. Yeah, there were ones that didn't fit onto anything or anything like that. So, yeah, (laughs) they didn't belong to anything. So, (laughs) yeah. Don't worry, (laughs) I wouldn't take. I wouldn't do that to you. I would never take apart your camera. I know. I know. I want to live. I would never take apart your camera lens. (laughs) Oh look, a kitten. I wonder what makes it tick. Get away from my cat, Robbie. Get away from my cat. <laughs> All right. Tell everyone again how to find you because we bammered. <laughs> I was just saying, what makes Nyla tick? <laughs> You're not taking me apart. <laughs> Hardy har har. Uh, it can be found at... Right. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't stop laughing thinking of that. What makes Nyla tick? I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry uh, under at yeah at Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. See, I can't think straight now. And when you go there, you'll see uh, everything uh, that uh, I have links to, like my SoundCloud and uh, all of that other stuff. So yeah, if you just go there, you'll uh, be able to. Go to all those sites, the music and the photography awesome. and all that. So. To the show, I need you to shoot me a message. Mm-hmm. I have something I need to talk to you about, so don't forget to do that. If you shoot me a don't message, it'll remind you that I have to remind me that I have to do that. Okay. 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 You're not scolding me, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Not this time. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> All right, Robbie, we'll talk to you soon, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ah, I just saw Granville jump on the line. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 87 or 678. 678, you're on the air. 678, are you with me? Gregory, are you muted? Dun, 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 dun. Six, seven, eight. Is Gregory Schwartz, I believe. No, nope, nope, that's not six, seven, eight. Who is six, seven, eight? Jack, emotional orphan. Unmute yourself. Jack. Okay, we're going to let him figure out what's going on with his phone line. I probably put him to sleep. We're going to grab Granville. 919, you're on the air. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? I am doing great. How are you it for is... the new year? I am doing wonderful. Happy New Year's to you. Do you have one of the things I've been asking everybody, and you weren't here at the beginning of the show, I want to find out before you read tonight, what is something, what is a goal you have for your writing in the new year in 2024? A goal I have for my writing to never give up, to persist. 
start off my career as a poet, my son calls it the classic. He written says that 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 is a classic. Now if you could just remember the name of the poem and I'll be off. Uh, let me see, let me see. The classic. Oh, this is poem is called The Two. The Two. I have traveled to the core of my soul. And I have seen the uttermost parts of my belly. Yes, I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and interrogated madness. Wisdom has felt my scrutiny. Wit made an ally of me. Secret places became my abode. In the silence, my mind played Walking with the intangible, and this became my chore in life. Just something to do in the scheme of things. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The chore. That was wonderful, Granville. Thank you, my dear Naila. I try, I try. Oh, yes, yes. I love that poem, dear. I wrote that poem almost 40 years ago. You know? Almost 40 years ago, I wrote that poem, dear. It's, That's it's amazing. Worth... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I could have always talked. I could always talk. My mind was always... You know, seem to want to. I, all I wanted was to understand life. You know, I, I saw clarity only. It was it was paramount to me in, from my youth. You know, I didn't. You know, it was paramount to me. I just want to understand life. It, it was big and it was huge and it was massive. And I want to understand it. I want to understand that. You know, it, it is too. You know, it is too too huge to just go on. You know, as if like you don't. You know, I want to know it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, dear. So here I am, still on the path that I've chosen all those years. And I can say, Naila, I love my life. <laughs> I stood up, you know. I, I, I did what I wanted to do. You know, I, I spawned a lot of people's advice. And they were hurt. And, you know, and, and, I, and I couldn't afford to care. Because this was my one life. And you're going to leave it for me. So try living yours. We all get one each. You go to yours. I can do mine. Come here, high water. You know, I, you know, I can take my judgment. You know, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here I am, Granville, in the house. And I hope they remember me well. But even better, 
I hope that I live my best life. Because that's all I could, I could ask of myself, that I be my best. Well, that is my wish for you, too, for this new year, my friend. Yes, my dear. Thank you, and for you as well, to continue being your best self, to continue showing all that love, and, you know, keep on giving with you. We, we need love. We need love, and we, and we need a woman's love, you know, because that's a woman, the woman love. Woman, woman love mankind. Mankind came out of women. And, yeah, woman, we came out of women, and, and that's why you are, that's why... That's why, that's why, that's why we got to, we got to advocate for women because every woman is a mother. Whether she be a children or not, she have the capacity to love, you know, and so, yep, and, exactly. and so affection. Yeah, she have the capacity, yeah, she have the capacity to love. And... Yes, big up, happy new year to all the women out there. All of them. Wait a minute, Come wait a minute, I want to make sure. Hang on, Granville, hang on. I want to make sure that Martha heard that. Every woman is a mother whether she bears children or not because of her capacity to love. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that that was, that was expressed well. You did a perfect job of expressing that. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's what women do. Women love, you know, women, women, women have this. Look, women is, women love. Woman, that woman, woman is love. That's why I find them divine. You know? because love fulfills the commandment of God. And woman is, you know, that's why God, that's why God made so much women. Because women are grateful. <laughs> you know, women are and filled with hope. You know, I, I was raised by my grandmother. You know, it's long time I I've been absorbing and. I, I, I had brought women under my scrutiny because women are why I am who I am. Women are why I am you've, who I am, my grandmother. And all you've, those not read your, uh, you've not read your eh? grandma poem. The next time you come, will you read your grandma poem for me again? Is it uh, oh. Gigi? Uh, Manjiji, Manjiji boy. Manjiji, yeah. I love that Manjiji poem so boy. much. Yes, yeah, yeah. My, my dearly beloved grandmother. I love that woman to my heart and soul. Always did. Yeah. Always did. All right, sweetheart. I, 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 tell everyone how to yes. find you. And if, okay. You can find me on, on Facebook, uh, Granville John Hedrington, and Instagram at the same. And you can, you can get my book out there. I have three books, Poetry for Thought, Volume 1, 2, and 3. You can read upon me, find me, call me, text me, email me, Granville John Hedrin, Granville Hedrington at gmail.com. If you go on my page, you'll find all them stuff and, and reach out. And I will give you some good vibes and strength. Nyla, happy, happy new year to you. And may you continue to go from strength to strength, my dear. Blessed, blessed, blessed evening. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Happy New Year to yes, you. Yes, Happy New Year to you as well. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So let's see if we can go ahead and grab Jack and get him on now. Hey, 707, are you there? Me? I yeah, can I'm hear here. you now. Can you hear me? Thank mm-hmm. God. You're also, you're on <laughs> twice now. You're also on, you're on the board with the phone number, the 678 area code phone number. 
Yeah, that's my Search device like, calling, but my mic, can you hear me twice? No, you're good. Okay, but, okay. I'm just going to shut the volume down on this computer here, and we'll talk on the phone. Okay, so, um, hi, Nyla. Crazy hi, minute. Jack, how, how are, are you? you? I'm uh, going to take a deep breath, and I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Um, and then I'll read some poems and do my PR shit. So, well, first you have ready? to tell me what your goals are for the new year. Oh, okay, great. That t- ties right into my PR stuff. My goals for this year, I've been working really, really hard over the past few years <clears throat> on a, uh, a project called the Social Yet Distance Pod Collective. It includes a uh, YouTube channel. There's a podcast that's <laughs> semi-regular um, and a lot of other back leg work that I've done. Um, so the goal is to make those things monetized and providing um, additional income on top of my disability to help me live life in a normal fashion instead of having to rob Peter to pay Paul every month. So that being the case, I am going to be begging for help. Um, I'll put links in the chat. It's going to be a link tree, uh, link tree um link that will link you into everything I pretty much ever had my hands on. You, what you want to pay attention to is the social yet distance YouTube page and the podcast. Um, I believe it's listed on Spotify, but it's also available anywhere else. And I need likes, subscribes, shares, comments, anything you can do. Spend time on the YouTube page. I promise you guys, you won't be, you won't find it wasted. Lots of great, great poetry, some educational stuff, and a lot of stuff that's very, very worth its time. And I've done an awful lot of work, so the goal is to build the community now, and that's you guys. I haven't been doing all this stuff for all this time through an immensely um, overbearing situation, put it that way, with disability and medical needs and things like that. So... um, the goal is to become self-sufficient. The goal is to get off of disability. The goal is to make this empire that I built successful um, because the goal is to be, make sure the books are always going to be available, that the ones that we love are never going to disappear, and that there's always going to be a place to go that we can call community and hang out together and buy and share and sell and, you know, give each other all the love and support that we need in the, within that community. So that's my goal, and I'll drop links in when I get done reading. And I hope that you all please go and uh, take a look around. Uh, I at least need subscriptions and um, a few likes or two because that helps me with the algorithm so I can start getting paid sooner. Um, I appreciate that, and uh, this community has been really good to me for a long, long time. I love you, Nyla, and I love the rest of the community here, and I appreciate you guys for all that you've done. And um, I'm also not bashful, as you'll find out. I'm not bashful to ask for help as well. So I go where um, I trust. Such families are core. Well, yeah, that's where I go. I go to where I trust, and I trust you guys. So I feel comfortable asking for help here. That's the story, and that's my goal, and I've got some poems, too. Um. All right. All right. This one is going to be called, well, it is called Once the Train Leaves the Station. And this is one of my redux poems. I rewrote this uh, 10 years after I initially wrote it. 
once upon a time, there was a love story way before the panic attacks and anxiety made its breath grow short. Before it was found lame with its pages ripped, scorched, and confused next to the tracks of a train less than a block from the station. Now, this love story was to be carried to paradise on that train before it threw itself in front of that silver bullet as people walked by, not turning their heads. And the story remembered that it was to be remembered, bubbling like champagne through life, drifting and floating, feet above the rest over the rivers of strife and pain, the city sidewalks of trauma, side by side with the happily ever after. Over time, the love story grew bashful, and it lowered its eyes with its hair forward to watch those same sidewalks, the ground of life and pain. The eyes would not be seen, so the eyes would not see. No plots were revealed, no climax endings. Once there was passion, beauty, lyrics, and art, all prepackaged and sold as love. And his story was lovely then. It was romantic and addictive to the point of our base instinctual equality, a need for the rest of your life on this earth. The spine straight and strong, the fly leaf intact, the gutter empty, except for the falling. The front face gave evidence of its truth. You could easily judge it by its cover. Clearly printed, non-smudged, that meant happy, not hiding. The longing, though, has not disappeared, and the world wants that story to be told. But the story understands. The train pulls away from the station, and once the train leaves the station, the fire gets stoked. Steam builds, and it's too late. Steam cannot be contained, and it burns. First the jacket, then the front cover, and then the skin. Finally, the pages of a well-written story of an age-old tale designed to be read alone under constant revision to accurately represent. People never, ever win against trains, and they certainly can't stay in the station forever. It's guaranteed in Poland. Wow. They're really good hammer and nail. Yeah, I kind of like the word I'm looking for. Just, Just points that you make throughout that whole piece. You're just like banging the hammer down, bang the hammer down. It was awesome. Well, that's um, kind of the way it felt when I wrote it and kind of the way it felt when I reburned it later. And uh, I'm glad it was received that way. So that's great. Fantastic. I, I was really pleased with it when I got through with it. And pleased and to read that so. the first time here. Please to read it the first time here. Thank you, Nyla. We got time for one more. <laughs> Thank you. you. Need to move on. You no, need to move ahead. on or what? Okay. No, this you one, get your um, It's a little bit shorter. It's called Inner Child Amber Alert. So many nights, late awake, yet put in sleep like a dying dog or a cat on number nine. Late awake by plans or fear of plans. Always different, always with the same goal and always getting similar results. Alone, the plans are discussed. Various outcomes are examined with someone unknown, seeking guidance and seeking counsel. When the little boy so close in the distance is not looking, there is a feeling of safety and strength. Fear subdued. Plans spill out into action. The boy, again aware, marches. 
Fear of success leads to march. Fear of failure is at the rear. All the others in the ranks while the boy in the hands of time keep cadence. Nightfall, so many nights, laid awake by plans and fears of plans, but I know that little boy holds the key. In poem. That was awesome. Well, thank you very much, Nyla. I appreciate it. And, uh, you Forgive know me. me. I'm I, multitasking. I've got someone. No, I've got it. Believe me, I understand. Um, I, no, I no, no, no. I've got someone texting. Let me finish. <laughs> okay. 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 I have someone right. messaging me right now because they want to know what kind of help you needed and what's going on exactly and how can I'm, I talk I'm gonna, to I'll him. I'm going to drop links. So I am... I'm sending your link to her right now, and I'm putting it in the chat room for you. Yeah, well, I'm, I've got a different link that probably won't. Oh. Yeah, I'll add to okay, that. Okay, well, link. when. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. I appreciate okay. the fact that people are reaching out. That's awesome. I wanted to go back mm-hmm. to um, what you had said earlier about process and that free writing part of it and how important that is. I wholeheartedly agree with that. That is my process. I basically vomit that stuff on the page. And if it takes a day or two days or three days or 10 years, I'll work with it until it's the way it needs to be done. And it's kind of like doing um, cutout poetry in reverse. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like I get all the stuff written out and then I go in and I just black out the stuff. That's unnecessary, and that's kind of how I build my pieces as well. So I'm seconding exactly what you said about the uh, don't leave that step out of the process because it's it's I, I don't know I'm I'm biased because it's the only way I can do it, but um, I I know that the value is definitely there. So thanks for sharing that with us. Free writing is the only way that I know where writers can flesh out their true voice. You know, you don't do that writing poetry. You do that by exploring what's inside your head. And the best way to do that is by free writing. You know, there's reasons right. that we remember Poe. There's reasons that we remember, you know, our, our you know, favorite classic, you know, whoever they are. There's reasons we remember them. And it's yep. because they have a very unique voice, different from the rest of the crowd. They didn't do it by writing basic poetry. They didn't do it by writing the same poem everybody else is to the same inspiration. You know, you have to really explore something and find the poem inside of it that you are the only person that can write it. Everybody right. can write a poem about the fall, but not everybody can write a poem about the ghost they see hanging from the branches of a fall tree. Absolutely. For example. I agree you know, 100%. So, yeah. it's, that's been a very important process for me, and it. Yeah, you know, the other piece of that, I think, for me, that might be, I don't know that, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's the therapeutic value of it. Because I'm purging all this poison I could choose to carry around with me. And even though I may have remnants of those experiences, I've gotten the poison out. And, and that's kind of the way I see it. And that's what that purge is really all about, that free riding part of the purge is to get the poison out and then see what's good because there's got to be something good. And there always is. And if it takes me 10 years to find it, then that's okay. 
I don't mind polishing a few stones, but they turn into diamonds, you know. So It's really funny. I have people who tell me all the time that they don't edit their work. And I'm a huge advocate for editing. You know, you can write right. some really good poems, but editing is what makes great poems. Yeah, exactly. Taking enough time. I do appreciate you, Nyla. I appreciate the community. Thanks for letting me be here. And thanks for letting me share. And thanks for letting me whine a little bit and beg for help. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wanting to get out of the, you know, I'm, I'm so over this. I need likes, subs, you know, views, community, you know, comments, shares, and all that stuff. I'm very, very tired of that. It comes with the job. I'm trying to build an empire here. It's mission focused on the books and the people that like books and uh, words and art and that kind of thing. And um, so it's nice to be able to pimp myself out a little bit every once in a while. <laughs> you're welcome to, you know, the whole link tree thing that you just put in chat. You're also welcome to post that on my page if you'd like to. So okay, thank you so much for that. And if okay. anybody has any any problems, you feel free to reach out to me on so uh, at um, on Facebook. Um, there's a social yet distanced, all one word, um, Facebook page as well, and uh, you can feel free to reach out to me there if you can't get me any other way. All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Peace. Thank well, you, Doug. Jack. Have uh, a good New Year, honey. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. All right, so we had a couple people jump in here right at the end. So right now our lineup is we have Miss Emmy at 346, and we have 503 and 916. So those will be our closing callers. Let's go ahead and bring on Miss Emmy at 346. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Briefly and quickly, because I talk too much and we're running out of time, what are your goals for the new year with your writing? With my writing? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to uh, study more on um, structure, uh, actually. And I wanted uh, to create some books, um, but I have other personal goals that will eclipse all that until those are handled. But yeah, um, I always want to improve myself uh, as a human being and as a writer. So yeah, um, those are my goals. Very admirable and very good goals. And what are you going to share with us tonight, honey? I thought I'd bring a few, or or at least one old poem. Um, It's called Love Upon the Astro Plane. So we we know I'm I'm bringing my my, uh, bread and butter tonight. Um, So, okay, here it goes. His lips called to her through space and time, a desire that, Fills her with that molten nectar. His voice smooth and sensuous, she is flowing upon each letter spoken by him. Gliding upon the universe in a dance called Us. He dips her backwards as she clings to his neck 
spinning her around in a circle of romance, prancing across the stars as they shake and shimmer to their own personal melody. Cosmic dust flying as their bongo beats take over. They are thumping to the erotic fires only they together can bring. Heart pounding as they become lost, becoming one. Romantic dinners upon the astral plane, consuming delicious delight, savory morsels of aphrodisiac, more than two lovers. Royalty joining forces, becoming one powerful nation. Unstoppable, the essence of these two combined brings the power of atomic energy, a union only heaven could ordain, love found within each other's souls. Their search has been completed by each other's heart of gold. A king, powerful and mighty, with tenderness and honor. A queen, strong and bold, with sweetness and gentleness. A love story for the ages. Her cream to her vanilla. Sweet love forever cherish. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. And peace. Fantastic job on that. I'm really glad that you uh, called back in. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. I appreciate that. Um, um, yeah, it's. I'm just been going through a great deal and um, ways and in multiple um, circumstances. Um, this one is really, really old. It it dates back to near the beginning. It's called A Hug. You are holding me tight in your loving embrace, the warmth of your body penetrating all the way down to my soul. Oh, how secure I feel in your arms this night, the longing the waiting, the suffering over. Here in yours is pure bliss as I inhale your scent. I'm drinking it all in to be in your presence finally. So many nights I laid in my bed, tears flowing, aching just to hold you in my arms. I placed my head against your chest, not wanting this moment to end, your heart beating a song to my ears, in this moment we are one, one love, one heart, one life, one breath, two separate people have evolved into one vision, one purpose, one awesome cascade of loving emotions. Beloved, you're my heart breath. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen and Peace. That was awesome, sweetheart. 
See, doesn't it feel good? And doesn't I, it feel good to be able to share? Yeah. Uh, and I bet you don't remember, but uh, I did uh, probably nearly 200 beloved poems. I wrote them the first year um, beloved was in the poem somewhere. And people didn't notice for like a whole year. And then they started noticing. And I was being asked on all the radio shows. That's why I said, I'm not sure if you remember this. Who is beloved? What, you know, and uh, many people were claiming to be beloved. Um, the, The truth of the matter was, Beloved was, in fact, a poet, and I was incredibly in love with Beloved, but Beloved only saw me as a platonic friend. So, thankfully, he never did step out, because had he have done that, um, that would have blown me to smithereens. He would have been the big, uh, you know, uh, guy, and... um, so that's what happened, and so eventually the Beloved poems all came to an end, and I took Beloved out of most of them. This one happens to still have it in there. Uh, see, now we know, it's like Paul Harvey, now we know the rest of the story. <laughs> um, just a little bit of you know, way back since you're celebrating 17 and I'm celebrating 11. And uh, so, yeah. Um, I mean, basically I was projecting into the future. I mean, he was kind enough to um, allow me to have him as my, um, you know, focus. My uh, What do you call it? The word popped out in my head. Muse. He allowed me to uh, have him as my muse, but uh, yeah, you know, I had to grow past all of that, but still, it's still a story of what I would like someday to step into my mm-hmm. life and find, you know, so, okay, well, you can find me on Facebook um, under Amelia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen, and just about every poetry site or um, social media you can find me, and just about every Thursday you can find me right here on Nyla's uh, show, and um, everybody was great. Um, Granville was so sweet about women and love. That just really touched me and beautiful. It was really beautiful. It was indeed. He definitely knows how to make women feel special. I may not like all of his music choices. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, but I adore Granville. He's an amazing poet and he definitely comes off with the sweetest, most beautiful heart. So with yeah, that said, I yeah. don't step off the mic. All right, Miss Emmy. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We appreciate you. My pleasure. Blessings. Blessings to you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 503. 503, you are on the air. Yes, yes, yes. Those are all definitely... And when she gets up, 
unmute them. So 503, you are our caller. I don't know if you have us on mute or you accidentally hit one or if you want to read, but I'm going to bring our next caller on and then I'm going to come back and check with you. All right, go ahead and check. 916, you are on the air. Mr. Hatcher. Yeah, hi Nyla, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, it's been been a few weeks with the trouble with blog talk. You know, kicked off last time I called. I know, right? That was crazy. Yeah. It was. I didn't but even we're here. what happened. Yeah, we're here now. <laughs> the yeah. uh, the whole site um, was having issues, I guess. The whole site was down. We yeah. had no our we were completely out of the water. Yeah, yeah. same with us. We we just got back the other night, two nights ago, I think. Yeah. Well, we pushed through, right? And now we're here together and yep. life is good. Yep, yep, yep. And I and I brought my uh sort of my personal poem. <laughs> I, I'm known as Jay Hatter, so uh, the poem I, I brought is The Hatter's Mad and it goes like this. In the shaded corner of the mushroom meadow, there is a matter of undeviated happenstance, invitations sent out to celebrate a day of extraordinary circumstance. Mushrooms are served baked in the sun while wearing an oversized hat, speaking in nonsensical riddles and rhymes, and the warnings of a Cheshire cat. The rabbits are running a hairline trail, never, uh, trying to never be late, stuffed in his pocket the firefly queen for the candles on the Mad Hatter's cake. Sitting on toadstools with caterpillar backs, knowing the hatter's insane, fluttered by toast and buttercups filled with psychedelic mushroom champagne. Will you stay, please, sweet Alice, for tea? Could, could I please refill your cup? I think you'll agree you're as mad as me. How else could you think me up? Alice, come round and we'll steal the queen's crown, for that's what Cheshire said. With Alice, she sees, and just as she pleases, for sure it's off with her head. My carriage or boat will take a vote, for there's a soup in my hair. And those that need tea just pass cups to me for the trip we're about to share. Why are you always too, too tall or too small? And that's a matter of fact. My carriage or boat will take a vote. We'll travel by Mad Hatter's hat. The ten holds the club that won't let us in while the queen's playing croquet. The king was afraid his chest piece delayed because the queen just hacked off his head. Alice is thinking while the red knight is seeking to nab her against your will. Unicorns and lions together are trying to bury that king on the hill. Horse flies and gourds are sticks for and sticks for swords while riding a kangaroo rat. Defending the hatter is what matters, armed with a vampire bat. Alice is learned by a flutter by worm. Mushrooms will change her size. Flamingos will swing at hedgehogs to bring those wickets to score whether they will try. The Red King is snoring, flamingos are scoring, the Queen yells off with their heads. Alice keeps quiet, the mushrooms shall try it, remembers what the flutterby said. She nibbles a bit and she leans back to sit. Alice starts to grow. She begins to fill against her will. The ceiling is now too low. She's frightened the King and tells the Queen she no longer wishes to play, for Alice is now too big somehow. No longer will she be in her way. How much fun was it to write that? 
It's actually three. I, I wrote three different ones, and that's the combination. They just happen to fit together. <laughs> that yeah, was, it was such it was fun. It was fun. a delight to listen yeah. to. That was incredible. Incredible. Cool. <laughs> it was fun to write. You're right. I don't get to read it much. You should record uh, that one and send it to me so I can put it in the library. Uh, you know, I meant to. I do have one that's uh, set to music, and it's a song we play at our, on our show all the time. Um, I forget to. I was going to send it a link to you so you could hear it. Um, yeah, I will do that. That would be awesome. That's your homework is to record that one okay. for me. <laughs> okay. Yes. Are you going to read two fourths, yeah. baby? Yeah, I could. I got a. I got a short one. Let me get it here. Oh, I should have said that. In fact, I'll read the one that the, was me, that was put to music. It's called "The Words You Cannot Say." It says, "I wrote. I woke from a memory, still lying here next to you, watching as you dream the dreams I thought. I thought I knew. Your smile shows the reasons. I watched it all come true. Your touch is cold and distant, and I'm still loving you. I'm walking down a rainstorm, just trying to run away. I'm watching broken promises and the words you cannot say." I believed it was forever, but just a moment of your time. I cannot stay because I want to. Are you telling me you're mine? It always stays inside my head, showing me how to cry. It's living in the shadows behind your lying eyes. I'm walking down the rainstorm, still trying to run away. I'm watching broken promises and the words you cannot say. You're covered in all the reasons it's showing right through your eyes. It's written in the heartaches. Why can't you say goodbye? No reason to remember, like a sad country song. For you, for you, I take my heart away. Today, I'll live alone. I'm walking down a rainstorm, just trying to run away. I'm watching broken promises and the words you cannot say. In Paul. Wow. All right, so this is right now a reason why you just can't be gone. You have to be here all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. I try. I really, I really try. I to, know. To, uh, I know. And I, I know life gets in the way, but uh, that was awesome. Thank you very much. It was good talking to you again. You as well. And what I want to do, since you didn't ask, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my my second book will be illustrated. Um, I've been drawing my whole life and. Uh, it didn't work my first book. The pictures didn't it didn't do it justice the way uh it was photographed and the way it copied, so I'm going to get that handled and my second book will be illustrated and have some of my art in it. And that's about it. I would you should send me a couple of your drawings, message them to me if you want to, or you can post them on my page or whatever you want to do. I would love to see sure. some of your drawings. Sure. Absolutely. That's exciting. How do you want me to send them to you? Do you have an email available on your page? Can you throw them? Will they go in Messenger? I think they will. Yeah, there's a there's a little icon down there for pictures where you can throw it in Messenger. I would okay. just love to see them. I did not know you drew. Yeah, that's, uh, since I was a little... I, I, Grew up wanting to be an artist for Walt Disney. Really? And, and it never, 
never happens. <laughs> Do you know and that my best friend, seriously. my best friend in the world's father, did that, and she actually oh, has really? some of the artwork in, and she has a gallery in Newport where she displays oh, it. Okay. Yeah, worked for Disney. So she's got some, she's got some of the cells, like her cells. That's wonderful. Yep, and he also uh, wrote the book on, uh, like a camera manual book for that went up in space on the first air thing too. He was really a good drawer. So I'm excited oh. to see your stuff. Please send. Yeah, I will. I will send it. Okay. Awesome. All right. Tell everyone again how to find you. Your Facebook page. Uh, I don't do Facebook very much. I go in and check my messages once in a great while. But uh, you find me here on Blog Talk on Saturday nights is my page with two of my partners, A.P. Taylor and, and Deborah Lee. Uh, it's poetry. It's usually open or we have a prompt set from the week before. Um, tomorrow night is a man cave, the last man cave show that we will have with uh, Stephen76, another poet. We'll start at 8 o'clock, I believe, Pacific so it's either 10 why or are you East, not, Eastern. Why are I you mean, not posting those links on my page for those shows? Uh, I don't know. Think of my my <laughs> Facebook page is like the board inside the cafe where people walk in and they post notes and all that stuff. We've got like five a network of 5,000 poets and you should definitely be taking advantage of that because you're part of our family and if you're doing something we want to be able to support you you know unless oh, your show's okay. on the same time mine is and then you and I are going to go no. you know fisticuffs <laughs> but yeah, I mean yeah. there's there's so many people that need outlets there's so many people that can't be here on Thursday nights there's so many people that want to be more than one place a week I mean if you're doing these shows and stuff please by all means Post your links on my page. That's a lot of okay, posts you're reaching I, I, out to there. I, I happen to take it, pick up the uh, the uh, habit of writing things down to remember. <laughs> so I will write that down because <laughs> I have the pad in front of me. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I when you have a show, post the link to it on my page so that our poets can come over and hang out with you. Sure. Sounds good. Thank you very much. You're welcome, my darling, and we will talk to you next week, okay? All right. Thanks, Nyla. Thanks for everything. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and bring back 512, who's been waiting patiently to read another poem. Are you with me, baby? Yes, I am. Awesome. What would you like to share? Hi. I'm um, doing good. Okay. <laughs> I'm winding down, end of three hours. I'm I'm hanging in here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I I've just heard some of the most unbelievably incredible poems tonight. I just my mind is blown. I I'm isn't just so happy to be here. Inspiring. It's inspiring, it, isn't it's it? Incredibly inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, uh, this one isn't too long. Um. Uh. But it's called Escape. Why am I so insecure? There's nothing that I know for sure. I want to sleep the days away and keep my daylight fears at bay. Ignore the mess my life's become. Just be a drifting low-life bum. I hate taking all the shots and pills that steal the money from my bills. 
and keep me here afraid to speak my mind to ghosts whose love I seek. So here I sit, no feelings left. Their deaths have kept my heart bereft. My shame keeps me inside this cage. I'm wounded and so close to rage. I want to scream, let me out, please. I have a mental health disease. But there's no lock and there's no key. They say escape is up to me. And peace. They say escape is up to me. We always hold our own keys. Mm-hmm. Always hold our own keys, and most people don't realize that. You know, we, for so many things, we are our jailers, our own jailers. That's that's a big theme of mine, being mental jail. Mm-hmm. All right, my darling, an absolutely fantastic way to close out the show. I appreciate you so much. I'm glad that you hung on and came on and read another piece for us. And before you take off, please, once again, tell us how we can come show you some love. Well, I guess that's going to be a goal of mine this year is to mentally to make that happen. <laughs> I remember our whole conversation now. It's all coming flooding back to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not yeah, going to harp I, on you again about that. You know, you know the drill. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, a way that the community can help me with that um, is – if anybody knows something easy outside of Facebook um, to create their own, uh, like, blog or vlog, um, and they know of an app or, or a program or something like that that's, that's not too difficult to do, um, where I could post some stuff, um, I would love any recommendations because um, There's a- I, I kind of I want to keep keep out of the Facebook universe. There is a site that a lot of a lot of poets use called allpoetry. is allpoetry.com. Have you are you familiar with uh, that? No, no, never heard of it. It's allpoetry a l l allpoetry.com. And it's huge in the poetry community. There's contests on there you have your own you know page where you can post your stuff and share links and things like that so yeah it's pretty cool oh that's awesome that sounds perfect allpoetry.com and if it's not right let me know and we'll find something that is thank you thank you i'm definitely going to look into that you are very welcome let me know how it works out for you okay All right, honey. You have a really good night, and we'll talk to you next week. You too. All right, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It was a fantastic evening, you guys. Thank you so much for being here, callers and listeners alike. You are incredible. I'm going to check one more time with... Give me, give me just a second. We're, we're, uh, we're, uh, okay. So I don't know what to do here. So Martha's 
normally does not come on and read, but her she must have pressed one either by mistake or on purpose, and I need to find out which one. So we need to check with her before I let you guys go. Martha, are you with us? 503, are you there? I'm here, but I'm not I'm not talking, honey. Oh, well, hun, your hands, you pressed one. No, I'm like been emailing you frantically saying, do you want to read? So say hi to everybody because, you know, you're, you're oh. you know, you're everybody's friend in the chat room and, and appreciate you having here all the times and, and listening and supporting the readers. You guys don't know Martha Little Bears in our is a, a fan of the show and and helped me for quite a while on, you know, putting down area codes for people and she's just amazing. So say hi Martha. Oh hi everybody. Sorry I'm not in chat tonight. I've had lots going on, but um I hope to be back again. <laughs> well we all appreciate you. We appreciate the support you show the poets, the kind words you always have for everybody, all the things that you've done to help me behind the scenes on the show. So love you very much, and Happy New Year to you, my darling. I love you, too. Thank you, hon. <laughs> Bye. Okay, now we can close out this show. I feel so much better. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure, you know, she could have written a poem. I didn't know. I was excited. <laughs> All right, I'm going to close the show tonight, as promised, with a piece by Jimmy Ray Davis because of the Wildwood cameo of Skinner showing up in his poem tonight, which really freaked me out. He's doing crossover characters now. So this, for those of you that are listening and heard Jimmy's poem who does who don't know who Skinner is, this is who Skinner is in that poem. Here you go. Good night, everybody. Bradford works a late shift and he's sniffing around for clues. There's a killer on the loose and the lawns are laced with dew. He's got a Norinco 45 and knows that he's a winner. The hour grows late and he investigates the case of Midnight Skinner. Skinner's not really a bad guy, at least in his own twisted mind. Instead of going out fishing, he skins women to unwind. Cannibalistic? Maybe so. He'll eat a heart for dinner. Laughs as they track and try to crack the case of Midnight Skinner. Bradford interviews a prostitute, nigh as a cleavage groove. If it wasn't for his deadline, he would have made a move. He's shagged hookers before, no great secret he's a sinner. But now's the time to solve the crime, the case of Midnight Skinner. Skinner laughs at the TV news as he gnaws a young thigh bone. Pretty waitress tied to his bed as his and his alone. Not a rapist, no fucking way. But he'll gladly skin her as the cops bumble, fall, and fumble the case of Midnight Skinner. Bradford's head's really pounding and he's finished for the night. Donut stops and porno shops as trash is blinded sight. But the radio in his cruiser plays Ghetto Child by the spinners. Drops a dime to decipher the rhyme, the case of Midnight Skinner. Skinner walks the razor's edge. His smile is quite deceptive. Dressed in blue, he is untrue, but his madness is collective. Like a schizoid, unhinged hunter, he'll set a trap againer. Gone before they can explore the case of Midnight Skinner. Bradford gets home real late, hears screams from upstairs. Draws his gun, goes on up to his bedroom doorway there. He gasps at the skinless girl, his resolve is getting thinner. Doubts dissolved, he is solved. The case of Midnight Skinner. 
Skate chuckles at the horns and slowly descends the stairs. From those Bradford police uniform, going to collide right down here. Nose in his blacked out mind will be a long cold winter. Duality will reign supreme in the case of Midnight Skinner.